Good morning. It is a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. We're going to talk mostly football today, but obviously the Orioles did finish off a sweep of the Nationals. A sweep. I don't know why two-game series exist. Um, and keep their hopes alive. They're within four games of the wild card spot. Of course, the team they're now chasing is no longer the team that they have all the games in hand with because the Rays are the team that's now kind of fallen of that group. So, unfortunately, they don't have the same opportunities to try to handle business against that team. But if they can handle business against the Blue Jays, um, it's not totally insurmountable. It's just still unlikely. Look, I... Get back to me on Monday. If come Monday the Orioles have swept the Blue Jays and suddenly they're within two games of a playoff spot, then then party up. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. What is going on? What uh, the hell is happening? Literally, right as we started, they put up a ladder next to the side of the building. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Why wouldn't <laughs> they? Right as we were starting the show. Why wouldn't they? Can you tell what they're doing on that ladder? Uh, right. All right. The guy's going up for uh-huh. the first time right now. You want to uh-huh. do play-by-play? Of, uh, I kind of do. <laughs> he's wearing a, gr- a, a neon green shirt. Right. Kind of like it. Yeah. Uh, he's got a hat on, sunglasses on top of the hat. Uh-huh. Um, the other guy that is helping him is just standing behind and yawning. Ah, uh, that's so helpful. He's not awake yet. Very helpful. Um, now he's going up. Yeah, but like you can't <laughs> tell what they're doing. No, I can't tell what okay. they're doing. Okay, I guess they're trying to get to the roof, do something. Great timing, just awesome timing. Won't be distracting at all during the course of the show. Dope. Hey, see Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October thirteenth through sixteenth in Cecil County. Coming up on the program today, um, we will catch up with uh, John Kinjemi, one of my favorites, former Baltimore Stallions quarterback. Um, Obviously, Tracy Ham was the primary quarterback. John Kinjemi was his backup. He's now with MiamiDolphins.com. We will preview what it is that we see from the Dolphins. Will they go with all those cover zero looks again like they did so successfully a year ago when they turned things around? How has Tyreek Hill changed what they do offensively? We will discuss those things. Speaking of Ravens-Dolphins, Kevin Harlan, the icon. He's going to be on the call for Sunday. He is one of my favorite. Not only am I a Kevin Harlan stan, as the kids like to say, not only do I love – I mean, the kids still – is stan culture still a thing? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you can still say that. The Nicki Minaj people certainly still appear to be stans. Jesus, that's toxic. Um, I, not only am I a massive Kevin Harlan fan – it's, it just so happens to be that after acknowledging my Kevin Harlan fandom, Kevin Harlan turned out to be one of the nicest humans that's ever come into my life and regularly takes time for us, despite the fact that, you know, he's one of the most popular and famous broadcasters in the world. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll pull the curtain back. We had to record it yesterday. Uh, I had to edit it down because it was a 30-minute conversation. A little bit about him, obviously a lot about the game, and he's Kevin Harlan. You're going to listen because he's Kevin Harlan. As you guys know, he and Ian are probably my the, the two that I'm closest with, although I feel bad saying that because Jim Nance has been so giving of his time over the years. Like We've been blessed, and, and because the Ravens are on CBS so much, I've gotten to know those guys over the years. And, and I, it's not that I don't love Jim, but those guys to me are the best of the best. Harlan and Ian are outstanding. Um, 
And it's not like Jim isn't very good. I think Jim's very good. I think he's the greatest golf broadcaster you could ever ask for. And I think he's, I, I think those guys, I don't, I don't, I don't, it's, I don't want to get myself in trouble. You know, those are my guys. Those are my guys. And Kevin Harlan's going to be with us this morning. Uh, we will make our picks this morning as well. KZ will check in and uh, we will make picks for week two. Griffin uh, did not come up with something that we could run it back to have a side bet with for this week. Don't force it. I agree. Don't force it. I'm not. This is not me chastising you. you. Wanna, let's make an alligator. Settle let's it. make alligator. If you can do that, I am not putting the effort into it. If you lose, you are. No, I'm not. That's what I'm letting you know ahead of time. If I lose, you still have to be in charge. Okay, well, see, Too so, much so for it's, me. It's, it's, it's a lose-win no matter what for me. No, I'll still be the one eating it. <laughs> yeah, but you said the alligator might not be that bad. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It, it's and that, I got to put in all the work to make it. Go find alligator. Bro, I don't have the bandwidth. That's where we are. I could have made a mayonnaise pepper sandwich because it doesn't require all that much. <laughs> when we come up with one, we'll do another side bet. That's the way that it will go. Um, all right, so that's all coming up on the program today. Plus, it's Thursday. That means that we get to Weekend at Bookies a little bit later on in the show as well. I guess it's not every Thursday. We do it every other Thursday. And this is a Weekend at Bookies week. Um, as far as the Orioles, again, I, I don't have a ton to say. It's neat that Gunnar Henderson has been a rock star. I mean, we're all saying the right thing and saying, hey, is it is it unfair to ask someone who's 21 years old and has never played in the major leagues to come up in the middle of a playoff race and and lift up your offense? Well, as it turns out, the answer, I guess, is yes. Like, it is fair. Um, you know, can that continue for the rest of the season? I don't know. Will it matter? Again, I still don't know. Um, but it's it's cool to see what Gunnar Henderson is capable of being. It's really cool to see that Gunnar Henderson's going to have the opportunity to be a, a high-level major league hitter. And you can tell why it is that guys like Jim Bowden are so high on Gunnar Henderson. Like, you can see he is insanely talented. Um, so I don't really have a whole lot more to say. Tyler Wells went, what, one more inning? He went four innings last night. Yeah. So, you know, okay. Maybe they can keep stretching him out and then... Yeah, again, if the games matter, then right. that's a good thing. And, and I... I, I mean that. Like, I there is a world in which the games end up mattering, and if they do, if Tyler Wells is back to being able to pitch six innings. Austin Voth getting some rest. Just uh, a nice inning out of the bullpen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to make of that, but I get it. Like, you had two days off. This is a weird. This is why two-game series are so insanely stupid. You just have one of these weird weeks. I feel like the players don't mind them. I'm, I'm sure they don't, but it's still weird to have two days off in a week, and it does make you have to readjust what it is that your plans are pitching-wise because you're going to ultimately end up having to ask somebody to pitch on seven days rest if you keep the rotation as is. It's, you know, it's just kind of a weird thing. Um, just kind of a weird thing. I was told when we were talking about Grayson Rodriguez that the plan was for him that, like, the rehab portion of what he's doing is over. He's now just pitching again in Norfolk. So, I, again, I ask, okay, I, I guess to stretch him out, like I get, but is he going back? Is he going into the rotation? Like I don't, I'm still confused as to what the strategy, what the thought process is with Grayson Rodriguez. Not that I think that again, singularly, he's the difference. He's going to start again Friday, apparently, for Norfolk. So, I guess he could be available after that. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it with Grayson Rodriguez. Um, but 
I mean, would it be neat to see him next week at home? Yeah, it, it would be. If he's ready, if you believe he's a better option than the guys that you have in your ro- somebody that you have in your rotation already, I probably would have just had him pitch out of the bullpen for the rest of the season. That probably would have been my strategy and not prioritize stretching him out. Like I second guessing, I get it. I understand that, but it's and again, he can't fix he can't help them score more runs. I don't think. I mean, that would be news. If Grayson Rodriguez could do that, that would be significant. What a a storyline change that would be if Grayson Rodriguez's arrival led to them scoring more runs. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, and then the other big news this morning, of course, is uh, in my world, Roger Federer announces uh, his retirement from tennis. Uh, will play in the Labor Cup, which is kind of a made-for-TV event that he put together a few years back. Uh, it's a Team Europe versus Team World, and you're not going to believe this, but Team Europe has been dominant in this event uh, because they've got Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic and Andy Murray and Roger Federer. They've uh, kind of whooped up on Team World's asses, although this year we got Francis Tiafo, so see how that goes. Um, he's going to play in that, and I get it. You know, Obviously, he's been dealing with injuries, and he's not been able to be Roger Federer for some time. The disappointing part, of course, being that you would have loved to have seen Roger Federer have a send-off tour, or at least a send-off at a slam, similar to what we got with Serena Williams. He chooses his own event for doing it, and part of that is probably because I don't even know how much singles he's going to play at the Labor Cup. Um, it might be that it's just easier for him to go and try to play some doubles and you know, if they get a big lead, then maybe he could play, try to play, get gut, gut through a singles match on Sunday. And I, I don't know what his strategy is going to be for how much he plays at this event, but it's his event. This is his baby. So I can understand he had committed to playing in this thing some time ago. He decides he can't do it any longer, but he wants to play in his event. And I get that. And that's certainly well within his rights. And nobody should tell someone how it is they retire. Yes, for the sport, it would have been nice. If he would have said, and then I'm going to try to go to Australia, and I will try to get through to allow for the sport to have a bigger moment to celebrate Roger Federer. The Labor Cup, inevitably, you just, most people in the world still don't know what it is. got to be a really ardent tennis fan to care. So, that's a bummer, but you definitely don't second-guess Roger Federer. He has every right. As far as what Roger Federer's legacy is within the sport of tennis... Uh, two things jump out. One, um, consummate gentleman, one of the most respected humans in all of pro sports in Roger Federer. Um, it's not like he didn't have outbursts. I mean, you can find Roger Federer outbursts on the court. They did occur. They didn't occur nearly as much because he won a lot, and so there was no real reason for him to have the outbursts. But there's this thing that we do conveniently when we bring up someone else's outbursts and we pretend like that isn't part of the sport one of the things i constantly talk about with tennis is there's no you cannot understand it as someone who follows it casually you can understand parts of it but what you can't understand is the isolation of not being able to talk to someone for hours at a time I've always encouraged people, if they want to understand tennis, to go read Andre Agassi's book 
and I'm sure there are other books, other tennis players that I've written, you know, at length about it. But Andres was the one that really made me understand it, and it made me understand why it is that I could play tennis, but I might never have been able to go to some sort of next level. I, I'm there for the camaraderie. I'm there because I want to, you know, shoot the ass with my buddies or whoever it is that I'm playing against, and at the highest competitive levels, and even at not even the highest competitive levels at higher competitive levels, that's not an option. You are alone. You are isolated. And there is no sport like it. Even other individual sports. In boxing, what do you do at the end of every round? You you go to a corner. Yeah. You talk to somebody. In golf, who's walking with you for the entirety of the event? A caddy! Someone for you to talk to. That doesn't happen in tennis. There's no one to talk to. That's the reason for outbursts. That's the reason for theatrics. Is because the concept is insane. You're isolating a human being. Can I ask why they do that? Like why they don't want coaches on the sidelines? It's, it's, it's such a hot button issue. Like the, the, the suggestion has been to introduce coaching to tennis in recent years the the WTA did the ATP has gone down that road and and people hate it these purists within the sport hate it well this is an individual sport so is boxing so is MMA so is I mean every, yeah I I've never understood the furor towards it and I think it would go a long way towards cleaning up some of the stuff you don't like the Nick Curio stuff not all of it but it would go it would go a great length towards taking some of that stuff out of the sport. Some of it. Novak Djokovic hitting the lady with a ball in the neck a couple years ago at the U.S. Open and, and sort of making the tournament a joke because he got defaulted. That type of stuff, it would go a long way. But Roger Federer has done that. There are You can find videos of his outbursts. It's... It happened. It just didn't happen nearly as much because, again, he won so frequently. One of the greatest champions, obviously, in the history of sport. The GOAT debate, which is irrelevant, passed him by. Roger Federer raised the... I, I wrote this this morning on Twitter. It's hard to tell which is more preposterous. How significantly Roger Federer raised the level of the sport or how quickly it was matched or surpassed then afterwards. I don't know which is more preposterous, because Roger Federer was so much greater than anything that we had ever seen, and then quickly, Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic were better than he was. It, which is insane. I mean, it's insane. There will always be people that because they like Roger Federer the most will say, well, to me, Roger Federer is the greatest of all time. And because there's no act, you can't prove these things, they are entitled to their opinion. The, the objective evidence suggests, no, that's not the case because these guys were better than he was and they did that head-to-head. But I've got no problem when you're talking about three eternal greats just saying, hey, to me, I think this guy was... The, and, and having your opinion about it. That's well within your right. An incredible champion. Humanitarian. Um, the, you know, a really a true gentleman within the sport that always 
was trying to, to lift up the entire sport of tennis. He will be badly missed within the sporting community. And he was, you know, must-see TV. When Roger Federer was playing in a slam final, even the casual tennis fans would say, I've got to watch that on a Sunday. I've got to see that. So uh, he will be badly, badly missed. And, of course, was involved in some of the greatest matches in the history of tennis. The one that everybody believes is the greatest match of all time, of course, is the Nadal-Federer final at Wimbledon. But, you know, even his final against Djokovic, his final against Roddick at Wimbledon, um, that being the one that he won, the one against Djokovic he lost, the one against Nadal he lost. Um, To me, I think the Del Potro match that he lost in the final of the U.S. Open was one of the great matches of all time. But... um, you know, what a career, remarkable, uh, incredible run for Roger Federer, who announces his retirement today. When we come back in, we're going to preview the Dolphins. John Kinjemi, MiamiDolphins.com. And a man who knows a thing or two about Baltimore is going to join us. Coming soon, the Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all kinds of food. Get the details and reserve yours today at GinsuGrills.com. Glenn Clark Radio. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back with season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is it, Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, September 20th at Skipjack's Crab Deck in Middle River. It's brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Grill and Maryland Vascular Specialists. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom, from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State, and we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily cover of demos, ravens, and terps at PressBoxOnline.com. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th or 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities, including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at maryland5star.us. The Maryland Lottery presents Ravens Greatest Plays. 2001, The Big One. 
New York had just scored, and momentum was on their side when the Ravens returned the ensuing kickoff 84 yards for the touchdown that cemented their first world championship. Another great Ravens play belongs to Beth of Riverdale. Beth played Ravens scratch-offs and won a chance to travel with the team to an away game. You could be next. Play Ravens scratch-offs with instant prizes up to $100,000. And please play responsibly. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a three-and-a-half-star review, too. Boy, that seems mean-spirited. Hey, uh, just talking about the all-new Ginsu Grill, Mothers is throwing another tailgate party right next to the stadium at Hammerjacks on Russell Street. Come by this Sunday, starting at 9 a.m., and before, during, and after every Ravens home game, it's free to get in. There's also an all-inclusive option for $49 with premium brand open bar and great food. Tickets and details are at hammerjacks.com. And while you're there, don't forget to stop by the Press Box Ginsu Grills tent for free samples and contests. Ravens Dolphins indeed coming up on Sunday. It's always a pleasure to catch up with an old friend. Now at MiamiDolphins.com, but once upon a time, he was here in Baltimore. He is former Baltimore CFL quarterback John Kinjami, and he's with us once again on GCR. John, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Oh, thanks for having me, Glenn. Appreciate it. Do you get to? Do you make the trips? Do you get? The, are you going to be up here on Sunday? I will not be. Ah. Uh, usually when the Dolphins are on the road, I would have loved to have uh, been up in Baltimore this weekend, but when the Dolphins go on the road, we go in the studio for sure. our pregame and postgame show. Sure, and that's so, what, that's what yeah, I, I'll be down in South Florida. My Same story with me. Same story here. That's a bummer. I was going to see where it is that you had to get to while you had uh, 24 hours in Baltimore. If, if anything, was still here from when you were here back in 1994. <laughs> Hey, um, John, a couple things that I think stand out to me most as I look at this matchup. The obvious is the comparison to what happened a year ago. And the Dolphins kind of set the Ravens' season into a tailspin last season with this cover-zero defensive attack that they showed and that kind of flummoxed and really panicked Lamar Jackson. And then other teams copied it until he got hurt. Should we expect this season that we're going to see basically the exact same thing from the Miami Dolphins defensively? I would think so. I would think you're going to see a, a flavor of it. You know, it's pretty hard to disguise when you're in that coverage, when there's no one in the middle of the field and the defensive backs are all basically at the same distance away from the receivers. Um, but you could also come out of those types of things and make you check to a, a certain play uh, for Lamar that he might not want to get into if it's now a zone coverage instead of a man beater in terms of route running and protections and things like that. So there might be more disguising involved, I would think, this year if I'm Josh Boyer, the, the defensive coordinator for the Dolphins, and, and maybe put some hesitation or some doubt into exactly how much they're going to lean on pressuring Lamar. I mean, yeah. it did happen last year. It was very successful. But you would think that the Ravens and John Harbaugh and that offensive staff, uh, they would ha have figured something out to combat that, at least have a better plan moving into it so they can combat it this, so it doesn't get contagious not only for 
week two, but week three, four, and five. It sounds like what you're talking about is sort of the ultimate chess match, right? Like, you think this is what we're going to do, and we want to make you think that this is what we want to do, but then we want to do something completely different that you're not prepared for, which I guess in- inherently is what football is, right? <laughs> it is. You want to create some sense of doubt. I-, I guess when you're a quarterback and you have no doubt and you, you-, you react to what you see, um, you can get to places on the field where you think, hey, we have an advantage or we may have a mismatch in man-to-man if it's not a pure you know, sellout blitz. But when you create hesitation and doubt, especially on offense, it, it gives that defense that extra second or two to either pressure the pocket, to you know, make up some, some deficiencies in coverage, the ball comes out maybe a little bit earlier or it doesn't come out, and you create havoc with fumbles and strip sacks and things of that nature where you're behind the chains if you get a sack or you're scrambling and have to throw the football away, you see a lot more three and outs that way. So you're trying, that's what your job is on defense, trying to create some sense of doubt, hesitation, that gives the defense always an advantage. So, John, you know what fascinates me is we saw what played out in Cleveland this offseason, and when it was clear that the Browns were trying to move on, it became untenable, their situation with Baker Mayfield. Um we we saw something similar kind of occur in Miami, right? Like it was it was pretty clear the Dolphins were trying to upgrade at quarterback, and yet it doesn't seem to be the same level of awkwardness. Um, maybe that's just because we're not there. Maybe you would tell me, hey, it was a bit more uncomfortable. Why not? What's unique? Of course, we got to know that the tongue of Iloa is a little bit up here because uh, Leah's at the University of Maryland, but. Why was it not as awkward with Tua, and, and, and is there anything maybe we don't know about that situation? Um, I don't know. if It, it, it definitely wasn't awkward uh, for Tua, I don't believe, because he knew he was moving on if he was going to stay to a different coach. And I don't think the rub was very good between Brian Flores and Tua Tungavailoa, right? I, they didn't get along. There was no hesitation, no secret, and you could read between the lines when Tua would speak now in terms of what he said then. Um, the way that he's being coached now is probably a lot friendlier than, than the way he was being coached then. And certain guys take to, to certain ways of being talked to. It seems like Tua is not a guy that you can yell at or Tua is not a guy that you want to raise your, your level of doubt in his ability where he needs a pat on the back. You know, certain other guys, the more you would cuss at them or the more you would be hard on them, the harder they would work to prove you wrong. So I don't think it was known as uh, – everybody knew that they were trying to upgrade, but Tua is such a good guy in terms of the way he treats the media and the way he treats his teammates, and he's just a good person. I don't think it ever got personal from the media trying to go after Tua. They were just talking about what happened on the field. So I think for him, he was able to move on a little bit easier because of he knew change was coming in terms of either he wasn't going to be here or he was going to have somebody that he was going to be able to work with a lot, a lot more uh, easier in terms of practice and then game days on Sundays than he had in the past. He is John Kinjemi, former Baltimore Stallions quarterback and now MiamiDolphins.com. He's with us here on GCR as we get ready for Ravens-Dolphins coming up Sunday at 1 o'clock here in Baltimore. John, what has the addition of Tyree Kill? Obviously, you bring in you know, one of the you know, most explosive athletes in all of football 
it, it's going to add layers to your offense. What specifically has it done for Tua? What has it done for the Dolphins' offense? And, you know, how much more dynamic do you think they're going to be? Clearly, there's a Jalen Waddle on the other side. I, I mean, there's the possibility for this to be one of the most electric offenses in football, I would think. I agree with that. And, and I think it's done everything, not only for the offense, but for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, I don't, I don't know. As bad as New England played in week one, I don't know if the Dolphins win that game that easily without having Tyreek Hill on the field. I mean, he was targeted, I believe, 12 times. He had, I think it was eight for 94. Um, he was in motion. He, you know, he was, he was, he was the reason why the Dolphins were able to move the football so efficiently without running it, really. I think the Dolphins ran for 21 yards in the first half. I don't think it was overwhelming for the game. Maybe it was around 60 or 64, if I can recollect. But having Hill on your football team gives you a chance to beat your chest and go, we're just now a lot better than we would be without him. And it, and it helps Jalen Waddell, and it helps you know, the offensive line because you're not holding on to the football because he's creating such sep- separation even before the ball snaps. Guys are backing off the football and it's giving him much more room to get open, and he doesn't need a whole lot to start with. So for me, I don't know if, you know, the Dolphin defense carried the day. There's right. no doubt. Right. But I don't know if the Dolphins win the game if it wasn't uh, for Tyreek Hill wearing, you know, number 10 and playing for the Dolphins. There was a lot of talk um, in the fantasy community about what what is, you know, the, the Dolphins have all these backs, what's it going to look like, and you know, kind of similar to the Ravens, although the Ravens don't have their guys back yet. They didn't really seem to get the run game going in week one. Um, what do you make of how that's going to play out, what that might look like on Sunday and moving forward? How do they get their run game going to, to meet what it is they should be able to do in the pass game? It's going to be hit or miss uh, with the Dolphins running the football. I, I think it's going to be like a roller coaster. Some weeks you're going to go, wow, the Dolphins are back. Now they've got a two-way go where you can run the football with ease. You can throw it on the perimeter with two of the fastest receivers in the league with Waddle and Hill. Um, and then other weeks are going to be like last week where the Dolphins are going to struggle. They were, they were nicked up front in terms of injury. Uh, Teron Armstead went out uh, for a couple of series. You had his replacement come in and Greg Little go out. Robert Jones was another replacement up front who was limping around. So – it's all interconnected all, always with scheme and how you want to run it and play action and how good you are basically up front. I think that's what it comes down to. And the Dolphins have improved on their offensive line, moving and getting in the free agent uh, department, Connor Williams from the Cowboys, who was a guard. Now he starts at center. I think Hunt and Austin Jackson. You mentioned, uh, I mentioned guys that got nicked. He got nicked in the game. Yeah. And they're all, they have question marks going in. So I think it's a, this offensive line has been a question mark, I guess, for the last you know, 10, 12, 15 years. Dolphin fans are going, when are we going to have to you know, just not worry about the offensive line? I think that's still an issue, and I think the Ravens, that's something you know, their front four, front seven can take advantage of, uh, especially you know, putting the onus on two, okay, now we've stopped the run. You go ahead and try to beat us by yourself. We like the sounds of that, by the way. We do like the sounds of that. The Ravens' uh, uh, defensive line was dominant against the Jets in week, albeit, again, the Jets, in week one and Joe Flacco. Um, uh, you know, it, I mentioned the, the Tonga Vailoa connection. Can you just tell me a little bit about, um, you know, how, how Tua has taken to all of this? Him, you know, you talk about the change in, in coaching, but 
being kind of under the spotlight and obviously the pressure that comes with adding in a Tyreek Hill and how he's handled all of that because you know getting to know his brother and getting to know Leah he's just so even keel like you just don't really get anything too high to lo- too low they're very grounded obviously their father has had a significant role in their life how has Tua taken to all of the pressure that comes with hey we're kind of we're giving you the kingdom there's some expectations here but you know it's still in the same division as Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, and it's still in the same conference where there seems to be about 100 uh, loaded teams in the AFC this year. Yeah, you're right. I, listen, is a great human, okay, first of all. He's a great kid, great person to talk with. Uh, his teammates love him. And he's been in the spotlight. Pro- he's probably been the best kid on his team since he was, what, eight, nine years old? You know, this pressure is not all of a sudden – something new to him he had it in high school i'm sure as a you're the best quarterback uh in high school this year you're the best quarterback at alabama not only at alabama but in the in the country potentially right and then all of a sudden now you're thrusted in you're the fifth pick overall and you got to be one of the best in the national football league i think what's helped Tua come out of his shell a little bit is who they have around him they have guys now that you know, they, they are talkers. And for Tua to, to be the same way he was in high school or college might not work. You know, the spotlight is a little bit brighter, but I, he has to kind of chirp back at some of these guys. And I think that's helped him create some, some outward confidence. He's always had the belief in himself. But sometimes you have to get into the fray and – be able to talk the talk and then walk the walk, right? Yep. So I think it's helped him be a leader, not only leader by example, but sometimes, you know, rib some guys. Get out and, and, and say something to a defensive back at practice, you know, like, hey, man, <laughs> you're, I'm using you like a credit card. Whenever I want to pull it out of my pocket, I got you, you know? And, and that verbal exchange kind of gets that bravado of an offense that needs a leader other than Tyreek Hill who's always going to talk, you know, you need, you need your quarterback to be that guy sometimes. And I think that's brought him a little bit out of his shell and he's comfortable in that, in that new uh, image, I guess, you know, he's still going to be his guy and have his principles. But I think, I think that has really broadened his, his scope of things where if he makes a mistake, Hey, it's no big deal. We get the ball back. It's going to be seven, seven instead of, Oh Mm. no, what could happen now? Wow. So I think that's helped him. That goes a long way. There's no doubt. That goes a long way. John Kinjemi, uh, MiamiDolphins.com. By the way, a uh, note, uh, just so everyone knows, uh, Leah said that he probably was going to be at the game on Sunday, so that'll be neat uh, for him and for that family to have uh, nice. to Leah be that'll able be to great. attend the game on Sunday, which is cool. At John Kinjemi on Twitter is how you follow him, MiamiDolphins.com. John, really appreciate you as always taking the time for us. Looking forward. This should be a good test on Sunday. Looking forward to this one. Thank you for joining us this morning, uh, and let's do it again next time these teams get together, all right? It's- Absolutely, Glenn. Always a pleasure, bud. John Kinjemi, former Baltimore Stallions quarterback, checking in with us ahead of Ravens-Dolphins coming up on Sunday. Stan the Fan has had a busy week. Uh, Earlier in the week, he and Ross Grimsley caught up with Jim Duquette, and then he did um, sort of an exit interview show 
with uh, Terry Hasseltine and the folks that put together the Maryland Cycling Classic just to put the final touches on the inaugural event. You can find all of that at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab. Go to youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video and find it all there. We had to do this, as I mentioned. Uh, unfortunately, I do it yesterday uh, just because of how his schedule worked out and preparing for uh, travel and getting ready to come to Baltimore this weekend. But we would do whatever time Kevin Harlan needed in order to spend some time with him. And we spent a lot of time with him. Uh, wonderful conversation with CBS's Kevin Harlan right now here on GCR. Always a pleasure to welcome in our next guest. Man, I love that anytime I get a message that this man is about to call a Ravens game, I know I'm going to have the most electric duo in all of sports. And with no offense to Trent Green, who's very good, the real most electric duo in sports is this man and Lamar Jackson. They make magic together. He uh, will be on the call Sunday for Ravens-Dolphins on CBS. He is our great friend, Kevin Harlan, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Kevin Harlan, always a thrill, always an honor. Thank you for taking the time, sir. Uh, Glenn, thank you as always for the invitation. Appreciate your kind words and can't wait to get to Baltimore tomorrow and uh, watch the newest edition of Lamar. Well, I, look, there's so much I want to cover with you. I had a question that was posed to me. I mentioned that you were going to be on the show, and I had a listener who reached out and said, do you think that when Kevin does a game, he is hoping for something crazy to happen or do you think he would rather just have a nice, relaxing, let's get through a broadcast and get on to my next one type of game? And I said, you know, that's a pretty good question. I'm going to pose it to him. So, Kevin Harlan, we associate with you with a lot of wild moments, legendary calls of drunk fans, things like that. Are you rooting for crazy things to happen during the course of a game? Or are you the type that says, man, this is a job. I just got to get on to the next thing. Oh, no, no, it's not a job. I get to do this. That, that's how I, and I know you feel the same way, Glenn, yeah. about your show and being in sports. We're lucky to be doing this, and I think that whenever you can call a game that features players like Tyreek Hill or Lamar Jackson, um, you know, it, what, a, what a great opportunity to try to frame their incredible athletic feats in hopefully a very competitive game. I I root for the game, and I root for CBS and our broadcast, that everybody on our crew, we have so many people that travel to these games that I root for everybody to have a great day and that we present it fairly. We did the Bills and the Rams, Glenn, the other night on that Thursday. Not a bad start. Not a bad start to the yeah, season for you. Yeah, yeah that, that, was, that was a pretty good way for the league to open up, and some guy ran out with a, with a pink uh, uh, smoke bomb, and – you know, I, 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 we've seen now all these guys run out there and weird things happen. And no, I, I don't want weird. I want just a good game. And more importantly, I want a good game from CBS that both sides, Ravens, Dolphin fans feel like their team was treated properly and fairly. And um, I, I just hope that it, it's, it's a good way to spend a Sunday afternoon. But I, I don't root for anything except just, you know, just let me do the best that I can with a little prayer before I go on. I just want to be as good as I can be because I think I owe that to my employers and I certainly owe it to the people that, that watch Ravens games and, and Dolphins games. Well, but I, I, do, and I do enjoy being at that stadium. 
I really do. I'll speak on everyone's behalf when I say you've done that quite well, sir. Um, it, it struck me that I saw this was your 25th season of calling NFL games for CBS, and you've done so many things in your broadcast career. Can, can you take me back 25 years, Kevin Harlan? Like, what? How did you think you were going to be able to do this for the rest of your life? Were you like, man, I, I just hope that I can get through a season and, 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 and figure out where it goes from there. Where were you in your world two and a half decades ago? Well, I, I had just joined CBS from Fox. I had been at Fox when they first got the rights. And then before that, I had done nine years of the Kansas City Chiefs on right. their radio network. Right. And, and so, so this is really my 38th consecutive year of doing NFL play-by-play and um it is my 12th or 13th doing Monday night and um so so I like the NFL for me um is is like the best possible broadcasting job for me I love play-by-play I love the pace of the NFL I love the excitement we were in Seattle on Monday night with Denver and the return of Russell Wilson playing Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks and and a weird ending and a thrilling game and a loud stadium um so it never gets old it, and I I see something each game that I didn't expect to see and um and and there's nothing routine about it because um something happens on every play that's worth talking about even a two-yard gain or a two-yard loss something has happened on every play and that's the beauty of football there are so many moving parts on the field with interchangeable parts for every play. And, and that's what just constantly changes the scene and the picture. Like you can't, you can't exhale in a game. And so I learned that lesson, um, you know, when I first started in 1985, when I was 24, uh, doing the Kansas city chiefs, it, I, I write at the top of my, I may have told you this before, Glenn, I write at the very top of my score sheet, uh, any play and every play. Any play could be the play, and every play deserves, uh, you know, a good setup. And you are ready to fire. You're ready to let it rip. And some plays, you know, just a simple incomplete pass. Other plays are breathtaking. Bateman catches a big pass. Yep. Lamar does some acrobatic move. You just don't know when that play is going to happen. But if you take that play off. If you happen to take that playoff, you've ruined the moment. So, you know, it's incumbent on us. And I guess that's about as big a rule that I've learned or just something that by discipline, you've got to, you got to force yourself knowing that literally every single play, it could be the turning point. It could be the play of the game. Um, and there are no mundane plays. Every play leads to the next play and the call and something that could be. So that's always fun. Ravens Dolphins Sunday, one o'clock on CBS. He's the great Kevin Harlan. He's with us on Glenn Clark Radio. Kevin, I want to talk about the game, but because you know how much I love you, I want to get one more with you, if I could. Um, we we associate you with so many of our favorite calls, and you know, in Baltimore, he is Houdini. Will forever be maybe our favorites. Do, I mean, I, I, we we think of no regard for human life. I mean, there's just so many of yours. You know, some people, it's just as simple as. He's drunk, right? Like we just associate you with so many wonderful <laughs> calls. Do do you have favorites? Do you have ones that like you look back on? You're like, man, I'm really glad I said that in that moment. Um, do do any of them register for you in different ways? 
Um, I don't know, Glenn. I, you know, I'd like to think that my best calls are ahead of me, and I appreciate that people appreciate those past calls that they have. I, quite frankly, I, I'm, I much prefer doing a play like Lamar and that spin move to get free and dancing for that long rushing touchdown than I do for something weird happening on the field. So, um, you know, there have been a couple Super Bowls when Malcolm Butler's interception at the goal line. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I like that. Um, the first thing I listen to when I hear those is, did I capture the moment? Did I have the right words? Did I let it breathe? Like all these different, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds, but all these different components that I grade myself on every week when I watch and grade the games. And, and when there is a play like that, you just hope that you've framed it the right way and given it what it deserves. And, and in the Jackson run a couple years ago in Cincy, you know, you can't plan any of it. You, you just, you can't, it's got to be organic because those have been the best calls or the ones I, I guess I've enjoyed and people have mentioned. If you write something down and think of a word, like, I want to use this word somewhere to, like, if you, if you do that, it sounds forced, phony, and it doesn't fit. you forced. So I'd rather these things just be organic. So when I go in the game, I'm not thinking of anything, but, like, when I, when I wake up in the morning when I fall asleep the night before a game, you know, make sure you got the right guy. Make sure you're mm-hmm. keeping track of personnel. Like, all these other things. And what I'd like to think is that by, by making sure that all those little boxes are checked, that when the big box needs to be checked on a play – that you can, you know, firmly put that mark in that box. Yep, we, we, we got that one. We covered it. Now, listen, some calls, you know, don't require a lot of words because what you're watching is just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And, and you know, so, so those, those are the ones, you know, it's feel and it's just kind of relying on, on instincts. And, you know, sometimes um, some days you've got it and, and some days you don't. It's not different than a quarterback or a pitcher you know some days you've got your stuff and some days man it, it, you're just dragging words out of your mouth so 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 i just i just i guess i the way i begin is from square one make sure you've got all the you know who's in report make sure you're you know your your strong voice and space and time for the analyst and like those things and then hopefully if that moment does arise you're ready to crush it and, and sometimes it can be with words, and sometimes it can be with silence because a picture is worth a thousand words. Man, I feel like I'm talking to Leonardo da Vinci right now, Kevin. I hope, <laughs> I hope you know uh, that's, how mu- that's how much I enjoy our chats. All right, you, you mentioned something earlier. Uh, Thank you, Glenn. It, it, you were talking about perhaps an evolving Lamar Jackson. And it is interesting to me, right? Now, we, uh, we had Brian Baldinger on yesterday, and, and he did a breakdown. He said, man, Lamar was really hell-bent on staying in the pocket against the Jets. And as I went back and watched, it, it's abundantly true. And, you know, I, there's still a part of me that says, hey, look, this guy has a skill set. I am not opposed to Lamar Jackson running. I might be the other thing. I, I might be the guy that wants him to run more, in part because I might get a— you know, a he is Houdini moment out of it, and and they ne- nearly got one. His escapability on the sideline. It wasn't a big run or a touchdown run, but it was remarkable on third down on Sunday. But you know, do, do you sense that as you've been getting ready for this game? Do you see where it looks like Lamar Jackson might be a little bit more hell bent on being the guy that hangs in the pocket, wanting plays to develop to show everybody what he can do as a passer? 
I think, Glenn, it shifts week to week. I think he is deep in the Roman playbook, and I think he feels like, you know, he's fully immersed himself in what Greg wants. And I think he gives them whatever they need on any particular play. Um, I don't discount the number of years and snaps he's played in the game. I think he's incredibly smart with decisions on when to pull the trigger and burst. And I think he's very cognizant of staying in the pocket and being like that and, and, and those things. The problem with Lamar <laughs> is not Lamar's problem. The problem with Lamar is our problem, not necessarily mine or yours, but just fandom and other people in the media. They want so badly for him to evolve into what maybe they think a quarterback should or shouldn't be. And that is so, that, that's just not right. They, they should not do that for this kid. Let him become this, this whatever he's going to be, this, this painting that is continually using new hues and colors and different textures because we've not seen many guys like this before. We've seen imitations or not as refined quarterbacks like this. Mm-hmm. I say, let this kid be what he's going to be. Trust the process with his development. And if he stays in the pocket more, it's because maybe that's what the defense is allowing him to do. Maybe his offensive line is not having a good day, and he's got to scramble more. He's got to use a different you know, part of the pocket or outside the pocket to throw. Or maybe his receivers are going up against coverage that is so tight that he's got to buy them more time to maybe stem their run. There's, there's a thousand things on every play that, that, that are happening. And this kid, as all quarterbacks, have got to process it at lightning quick speed. And that is, I don't know many jobs in the world where you've got to process so much in such a short amount of time and then, and then be, be graded on every one of those sequences. And there could be 80 of them in a game. And, and, and then we're talking, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, thousands during the season. So like, like, like I, I, I know that the, the scouting book says, I want the guy six, six, and I want him to stand in the pocket and I want him to sit there and make his two or three reads. That's great. You know, if, if, God gave you those abilities, that's great. But God gave Lamar Jackson so many special skills with his eyes and his mind and his feet and his arm and his body. Like, like he, is, he is an outlier, and you cannot try to ca- you know, categorize him in one thing. All he does is win. He's got unbelievable numbers. He's thrown for more and run for more yards than any other quarterback before him this far into their career. I mean, let, let's let the kid breathe. Let's let him just be what he's going to be. And if we're going to, you know, each week decide right in the pocket or out of the pocket, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, that, that's going to be, that's not fair to him. I don't, this is just one man's opinion. I, I just don't think it's, it's fair to him. And, and by the way, nothing against the way the Ravens have handled this money thing and not what, and, and, and nothing against the way Lamar is maybe using Watson's contract with guaranteed money as his lead. But it's going to be more expensive at the end. And this reminds me of Flacco. Remember Flacco? He went to the he, he didn't yep. sign the deal, and he bet on himself, and he got the what twenty two million a year, and that's exactly what Lamar's doing. He's betting on himself. And you know what? If I were a guy betting, I'd bet on Lamar Jackson. I'd say he'll be so motivated, he will be unbelievable. 
I think he's in store for a great. And maybe the numbers weren't great opening. They won. All that matters is <laughs> right. the win. Well, and, he, and he made they some won. really unbelievable throws, as you point out. The one to Bateman, the, the, the first touchdown to Duvernay. God, there was no space there. Woo! Threaded Man. the needle. Can, can I? Can you know? You've had a lot of these. You know, we've we've had conversations with Lamar, but you've had a lot of you know those those night before conversations. Kevin, there's something made of. Does this get awkward at some point, right? Like, there's this 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 secondary, you know, scenario in the background, which is, will this situation between Lamar and the Ravens create an amount of awkwardness? You've had a lot of conversations over the years from doing Ravens games um, with Lamar in those settings. Do, do you see any reason to think that at some point, you know, it becomes a, a problem behind the scenes this year, and then that bleeds out into what we see on the field on Sundays? No, I just hope they've got the money to pay him. I just, I just I hear hope because the price is going up. Every win, that price goes up, and there's not another quarterback like him. And uh, he is uh, he, he he's clearly the kind of kid that that is not causing ripples outside the building. I think that he is exactly what they want inside the building. He is loved by like what more do you want? He wins. He's, he, he appears to be a good citizen. He appears to be the, the, the ultimate teammate. I mean, I mean, you, you start looking, if, we, if you look for flaws, you're, you're, you're sometimes just treading water and getting yourself in, in a deeper issue. And yeah. I, I don't see that. I don't see that. We, I, find him as, I find him a sweet kid to be with uh, across the table. I find him um, with a pleasant personality. I, I, I sense that his pulse is like so slow and he does not. He does not blink. It does not flutter. He is a. He is a steely guy, and I think he's got the right coach for him. And and Harbaugh, um, I I love the way that Roman and I. I think Roman goes to bed every night thinking, what more can I do? Like I think he. I think he wakes up in the middle of the night after he's probably gone to the bathroom. Like all of us at this age, he probably <laughs> lays awake at night thinking. All right, all right, let's see. Now, if I put him over here and I give him this, and, you know, like he's probably thinking, man, oh, man, and probably can't go to sleep and gets up and starts drawing up plays. And and, and how lucky is he? And how lucky is Lamar that he's got a guy that cares so much about him and his plays and, 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 and what he makes him into, how he assists Lamar becoming who he's eventually going to be. And what he is is just a terrific young quarterback, but he's different. He's different than Josh Allen, and he's even a little different than Mahomes and different than Rodgers and Brady, and those are our Manning, and those are all the things in our mind we're trying to think, yeah, but compare. That's wrong. That's Knock that sentence out. He's he's not going to be that, he, you know, and, and, and thank goodness he's going to be himself. Manning didn't try to be anybody. Brady didn't try to be anybody. I mean, he watched Montana, certainly, and and we know Peyton watched probably his dad and others, but but no, or Johnny Unitas. It was one guy that he said he watched. But 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 they they were who they were. We've not seen anyone like Aaron Rodgers. We've not seen anyone like John Elway. Um, you know, I, I I say just let the kid develop into what he's going to de- develop, and it may be a different a different you know shade or or form every year. But that's kind of the beauty of what you've got to watch in Baltimore. Um, I, boy, we could do this for an hour. Uh, I know I've got to let you go in a minute. Uh, if I could, just because, Kevin, there is another team in this game, and, and you mentioned Tyreek Hill is there. 
Um, th- this is a good. T- I mean, I think there were some people around Baltimore like, yeah, the Ravens look good, but it wasn't like exhilarating, and it was the Jets. And you know, th- look around the league, as you pointed out, you just did the game in Seattle on Monday night. There's a lot of teams that thought they were winning games in Week One that didn't. So we're good with the fact that the Ravens beat the Jets, but. This does shape up to be a pretty good early season test for the Ravens as they try to, um, you know, make a statement about where they are in the hierarchy in a loaded AFC. Well, had they not had all those injuries last year, I think when Lamar went out, they were number one. Yep. Number one yep. seed eight and three, yeah. in the AFC. I, th- I think that's your starting point. You think, um, we don't know about Stanley, and then they lost a defensive back this past week, and and um, I, I listen. I, I, you know, and I know there's a change at receiver. I, I get all that, but um, you know, I, I, I'm anxious to see the running back. I don't know if he's going to play this weekend. But the point is, is that, is that um, they've got some real smart people who have navigated, um, you know, a lot of cataclysmic injury um, to players and and good players. And yet they were still breathing at the end of the season. Late in the year, they were in Cincinnati, and I think they were playing for first place in the division, if I'm not mistaken. And they were using a quarterback they had signed what earlier that week was it Josh Johnson? Yes, right? Josh Johnson. So, nice yeah. call. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think I think the thing is here is that is uh, you know the, the NFL is very indiscriminate. They, they don't look. You are not touched golden by any. Uh, thing in the schedule about your opponent about luck or anything like that you've you've just got to kind of hold on and it's a bare knuckle white knuckle ride and that is it's a bare knuckle fight and a white knuckle ride and and that's kind of what it is and you just you're surviving from one week to the next and you hope there's not too much loss in 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 player you hope there's not too much loss in the column you're, you're just trying to you're just trying to survive and become what you're supposed to be and if you are lucky at the end of the season where you've got your starting quarterback standing, your main parts are there, your tackles, your, your cover guys, you know, a couple skilled people on, on, on offense that make things happen, a little push in that interior line defensively, and you know, all, all the things that you kind of have to need to make that run, then you should consider yourself very, very fortunate because the war of attrition in this league is probably the number one thing everybody's watching for. Ask Pittsburgh and T.J. Watt and ask, uh, you know, Ask, no ask the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. No so doubt. It, it's tough, man. It is a tough, tough league. But Miami is a team that I think is a is a solid ascending. I, I, I think they I think they've figured out the quarterback thing. I think the Hill deal makes their offense explosive. And I think they've got playmakers on defense. And the Ravens will have every every part of their hand full this weekend. This will be one of the better games, I think, in the NFL. Kevin Harlan, uh, it is always such an honor that you take this time for us, man, and you have been good to us for a very long time here. Uh, I, I, I ask you this question every time, and I always get a no, but I'm asking again. Is there anything else I can plug for you, my friends? No, no. No, just just keep calling when I'm doing these Ravens games, and uh, um, you know, you'd be surprised some of the people you're on with throughout the week on shows like yours, Glenn, and that's when um, you begin to appreciate people like you, prepared kind um con- you know conversational there are some people you're on with around the country that are not that way and you dread and you try to dodge those calls <laughs> when when i see when i see your phone number pop up on my phone i quickly answer and am thrilled to be on and um always appreciate the time we have a chance to visit kevin i don't take it for granted i hope you know that truly appreciate can't wait for sunday afternoon thank you as always sir
Glenn, great to talk to you. Great to hear your voice, and I look forward to the next time we can visit. Thank you so much. It's the great Kevin Harlan joining us here on GCR. Appreciate him, as always, for taking the time for us. Hour number one of today's show is in the books, brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and by Toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. All right, coming up in hour number two, uh, we're going to make picks. We will get to that. Uh, I hear there might be a visitor stopping by ahead of that, and um, might be a visitor that I am particularly happy to see. We'll find out. Okay. Um, <laughs> might be some food involved. Yeah, those are always my favorite days. Those are my favorite days. There's a uh, there's a new uh, Oktoberfest menu at uh, Glory Days Grill, and uh, oh, I, I don't know. Just a rumor. Just a rumor on these streets that maybe we might uh, we might get the opportunity to try it a little ahead of time. That would make me very happy. Um, doesn't help anybody else that they just get to listen to us eat. <laughs> Describe the taste. That's what we're gonna do. Uh, but yeah, we will get to our picks for the week as well. That is on the way. It is a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone from novices to grill masters to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. Constructed out of thick ceramic, the Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at Ginsu. GinsuGrills.com. That's GinsuGrills.com. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. That first sip, that first bite, mm. start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy their award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try the fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or the scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for the daily specials every weekday, like $7.99 burgers on Mondays and $6.99 nachos on Thursdays. Dine in and let us serve you, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. That's glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sport. The Maryland Lottery presents Ravens Greatest Plays. It was called the Mile High Miracle. 
A 70-yard touchdown pass against Denver with 30 seconds left to send the game into overtime. The Ravens eventually won, propelling them to the championship. Another great Ravens play belongs to Diane from Annapolis. Diane played Raven scratch-offs and won season tickets for 20 years. You could be next. Play Raven scratch-offs with instant prizes up to $100,000. And please play responsibly. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. Again, this seems really aggressive. I don't know what's going on there. Hi, it is Glenn Clark Radio, a Thursday edition of the program. We're going to get the picks a little bit later on this hour. Today's show also brought to you by the print issue of PressBox which is available right now for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms and at the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox or read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. There's Mark Andrews. He's on the cover. Larger Than Life is the the cover story from Bo Smolka about Mark Andrews' unlikely path to NFL stardom again. Go pick that up right now, the new print issue of PressBox. All right, a couple of things I want to get to really quickly. Uh, One, Matt Torper checked in this morning, and I love me some Matt Torper. He says, the fact that there's three wildcard teams and the Orioles only have to pass one of them makes it a tiny bit more likely they sneak into the playoffs. If the Orioles can finish a bit over 500, a meltdown by the Jays, Mariners, or Rays could get them into the wildcard. Yeah, we've talked about that. Um, And it's why I can't say it's impossible. I just don't see any of those teams melting down in the way that's necessary. And... It was better when the Orioles were chasing the Blue Jays because the Blue Jays were the team that you could say, hey, you could make some damage. That a reasonable scenario over these next six games you could play against the Blue Jays, if you were to win both series, just go four and two, you can chop two games off of that. So if they were four games back of the Blue Jays right now, with the ability to chop two games off, head-to-head, then you only have to overcome two other games during the course. And I would presume you'd have the tiebreaker in that scenario if you were to take four out of the next six from Toronto, considering how well they played against Toronto early in the year. I think that would mean they would have the tiebreaker. So that becomes, you know, you can start doing some reasonable math in order to get there. If you only get two games back from the Blue Jays, if you go four and two against the Blue Jays, then you're only within three and a half games. That's a lot to ask. And unfortunately, you just don't have the same opportunity with the Rays. Now, maybe the Rays still could go into some sort of a tailspin. I, I don't see it, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. Yeah, they've lost like they lost three of the four. They, they got the fifth game of this series against Toronto today, this afternoon. They mm-hmm. lost two of three in New York, but now they go home for like a 10-game homestand, it looks like. And who do they play? They play the Rangers to start things off this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Then they got Houston and Toronto. Okay, I mean, there's, there's, there you go, like next week, and it's all at home. Yeah. I, I mean, if there's a chance, there's your chance. Um, Orioles have the Tigers, and then... 
then they have Houston. So yeah. I mean, again, I don't like I don't like the chances. I don't like it. I can't. Nothing is impossible. And there are other conversations that we continue to have. Does it matter? Is Rays end the season a on a nine-game road uh, road trip. So. Okay. Again, it, I'm not. I want to make it abundantly clear. I realize there is still time to erase a deficit, but it does require because you don't have games. It requires one of two things: either you significantly winning against the Blue Jays, winning five out of the six. For example, if you do that, then you shave four games off of the five and a half, and then all you got to do is overcome a game and a half in the other games they play. That's obviously possible. But you got to take five out of six from the Blue Jays. It's a lot to ask. It means you have to win two out of three this weekend and then set yourself up to have to sweep the final series of the season. Sure, take the chances. I mean, I if we get to the point where the Orioles are within three of the Blue Jays setting up, I'm... My God, it would be raucous. It would be electric. But you got to win all three. That's a lot to ask. I mean, it's like being down 3-1 in a playoff series. It it just, it's happened, of course. We know it's happened. But it ain't common. So, I, I get it. I do understand. The math says it can still be done. The likelihood of it still being done? <sighs> Slim continues to be slim you built yourself a significant hole you need a lot of help and you can't it it can't be that as they face the blue jays this weekend they fall right back into their offensive troubles and again even last night against patrick corbin who has stunk the orioles couldn't get anything going offensively thankfully they finally did but patrick corbin who's been one of the worst pitchers in baseball this season the orioles mustered a run Almost not even because yeah. that run, they should have been, got a double yes. play to get. Yes, that, yeah. correct. In six innings, <laughs> you you cannot. I'm, I wish, I wish I could be inspired. I wish I could feel that amount of hope. A month and a half ago, I I felt a lot of it. Right now, I've watched this offense for too long. It there's just not anybody right now. It's Gunner. I take that back. Gunner is clicking at the moment. Hopefully Mountcastle. Uh, yeah, I, I, I hope. I, Blue Jays I hope, and yeah, I hope that's the case. Um, a lot of people talking about. I know that uh, Dan Connolly had written about it before. Um, it was pointed out that Nathan Ruiz wrote a, a, a piece about why Brandon Hyde should be Manager of the Year. I probably agree. Um, I somebody told me that there's there's a record the Orioles have to go, and it's reasonable in order to clinch the greatest single season uh, percentage turnaround ever, and. You know, that alone, whether you make it to the playoffs or not, probably should be enough to give you manager of the year. It's an awkward thing because, you know, there's a world in which Brandon Hyde could be manager of the year, but yet the Orioles don't seem to be long-term necessarily committed to Brandon Hyde. It's it's still kind of an uncomfortable thing. What, what do the Orioles think? What does Mike Elias think of the job that Brandon Hyde's done this year? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I just don't. I have no clue how the Orioles, as an organization, feel about it. And if they feel like he's earned the right to see this through, to be the guy moving forward uh, to lead the Orioles. I, I don't know those answers. So it's interesting. I mean, it's an interesting kind of um, juxtaposition of a guy that deserves serious praise 
because he is the manager of the team that had such a significant turnaround. But at the same time, there are still Orioles fans who don't know how they feel about whether or not Brandon Hyde should be the guy long term and who have questioned decisions that have been made. And I've said before, I've been willing to defend Brandon Hyde. I think sometimes his his hands are tied. I mean, there's there's only so many guys that you can put in. There's a, there's only so many pitchers they have in the bullpen. There's only so many bats that they can turn to. I'm it. I think it's easy to criticize the way that a lineup looks. Jesus Aguilar. I mean, I I, I get the argument. There's another argument that's been made. I know the guy from Orioles Hangout was going on about how like we. The Orioles should just recognize that it's over and stop playing guys like Aguilar altogether. Stop playing anyone who isn't Rugnet Odor, anyone who's not part of this moving forward. I'm like, what? Like, what? Trust me, I don't think they're getting into the playoffs, and I still think that's insane. I mean, I'm not telling you that Aguilar needs to be in the lineup every day. What, he's had two hits since he joined the Orioles? I mean, I'm not, I'm not an Aguilar guy. But the idea that they're supposed to wave the white flag and stop playing guys all together and just put young players on the field, I don't know what that – I have no clue where that comes from. Um, if you want to say, hey, I don't think Aguilar is a – I don't think he's helping them win, okay. Well, we can talk about that because I think that argument is well-formed. I think the evidence tends to back up that argument that Aguilar isn't helping them win. So, um, you know, I – I, I get that, but the idea that you can't play those guys, I, I have no idea where that comes from. Um, another topic, I, I, I just chimed in about this on Twitter, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. It used to be very popular at Maryland basketball games, and to a lesser degree football team games, around the time that I was in college for the Maryland band to play the song Rock and Roll Part 2. You all know the song. Hey! And then, of course, what all the Maryland fans chant back, you suck. We're gonna beat the hell out of you and you and you and you. Trust me. I promise you it was something that I repeated and chanted over and over and over again as a young man. Um... Uh, Rudy Gersten, who's a big uh, D.C. sports fan and a big Maryland guy, points out that they're apparently bringing it back at football. They brought it back for basketball last year. They're going to bring it back for football this year. Rock and Roll Part 2 will be played by the UMD band at home football games for the first time since 2003 after returning to men's basketball games last season. Maryland football was 19-1 and its last 20 home games when the song was banned in 2004. Of course, the, the teams were better then. I'm not sure if you knew who the players were. I think that maybe E.J. Henderson had a bit more to do with why it was that they went 19-1 and in those games than the fact that they played this song. I am admittedly conflicted by it. I, I'm not trying to be too negative about it. Gary Glitter's a monster. I don't think the Maryland band would play an R. Kelly song at a game. I don't think so. I think most of us in culture stopped. Like, I loved doing the remix to Ignition as a karaoke song. But you know what I would never do again? The Ignition remix. Because I understand that R. Kelly's a monster. Gary Glitter, it doesn't get nearly as much publicity. Gary Glitter, because he was a one-hit wonder, because he wasn't as significant in culture, though this song certainly was, is also a monster who has been accused of truly heinous things involving children 
I know it was a tradition. I know it was something that Maryland students and fans like doing. But if I'm being honest, I, I don't think it has anything to do with whether they win or lose. I don't think it's the singular reason. You can create new traditions. Winning helps that creating new traditions. I know that Maryland's trying to go uh, great lengths to get a big crowd at the game on Saturday night for SMU because they know SMU's good. This is a tough matchup. I know that they're giving away like free tickets to kids, and they're literally having Mike Loxley ask people to come out to the game on Saturday night. And that's I get it. They want a great atmosphere. They believe they're building something. They're trying to get people to come out and support it. But I think I would avoid this. I think I would avoid this. All right. We have more important, more pressing matters to get to. <sighs> I've been waiting for this for some time. I'm very excited about it. Um, Tim, you just want to come on in, my friend? Uh, Griffin, can you help Tim out? Uh, uh, we have <clears throat> the pleasure of having my friend, Mr. Tim Diggs from Glory Days Grill, stopping by the studio here at Pressbox. And that makes me very happy. I like Tim. No offense to you, sir. But what I really like is that he brings gifts. <laughs> He always brings gifts for us. Tim Diggs, I go ahead, have a seat for a second. Let's say hello. It is great to see you. You know I am a huge fan of your work. You understand that entirely. Yes. Thank you for stopping by the studio. Absolutely. Great to see you guys again. Uh, Tim, <clears throat> every time there's a new seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill, I, I just... I'm telling I start like licking my lips in anticipation <laughs> of what's coming. I know it's Oktoberfest season. What will we find on the Oktoberfest menu at Glory Days Grill? We have the uh, Brewer's Platter. That that, that, that's, you just need to say those words, and I'm good. That's all I need, <laughs> just those words. I'm good. Go, go ahead, I guess. <laughs> then we have the uh, Brewer's Platter. That comes with uh, our homemade mashed potatoes, stone grain mustard, sauerkraut, mm. and our famous Bavarian uh, soft pretzel. Mm. We mm. also have our Brewer's Sausage Sandwich that has green peppers and onions on top of it. With a pickle on the side with our stone grain mustard and those delicious hot fries. It's absolutely delicious. New to the mix, guys, this year is Bavarian Burger with a pretzel bun. It's our award-winning steak burger with Swiss cheese and our famous delicious grilled sautéed onions with our grain mustard. And seasoned fries on the side, guys. Please tell me you brought one of those. And yes. Yes. I actually bought one for you. Mm. Especially for you, my get, friend. Griffin, I got bad news. Oh. You ain't getting none of it. You can enjoy this pretzel right here. I want you to know that I will let you enjoy. But that pretzel burger, that Bavarian burger on the pretzel yes. bun, my friend, that's going to belong to your pal GC. That's where that is headed. Oh, my God. God, anything else that we should know? Uh, you know, yeah, a, we, t- why don't why don't we do a taste test yes, as we're doing this? Why don't we start do a taste test? So, Griffin, I'm going to let you start with the uh, the pretzel. Now, remind me what the sauce is with the that, pretzel. The pretzel is the uh, cheddar ale soup that we have. Oh my god! Oh my god! That sounds so good. This is um, yeah. Griffin is going to try to show it to everybody. It's uh, a rich and creamy cheddar soup, guys. I'm telling sure, you, sir, with our warm Bavarian pretzel. So, Tim, you know, comes together. Fall is my favorite season to begin with. Oh wow! And it goes a long way with the uh, the foods of fall. It yes. goes a long way with associating with Oktoberfest and sausage. I'm a I am a connoisseur of tubed meats. I am a connoisseur. I people make fun of me all you want. I got to deal with it. I've, I've been out with people and they're like, "Ah, look at I don't care. I'm gonna eat some sausage because sausage is delicious." And I've had the brewer sausage platter at Glory Days Grill before. I have enjoyed it. You you dip in it in the soup. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the play, right? 
That's the play, Griffin. That's oh the God. play. I, I need to find this burger. I need I need that <laughs> I need that burger in my mouth more than I need air to breathe. Sorry, I'm not trying to I don't Tim, I'm not trying to push you. Oh you're no, a, it's you're okay. A, it's you're a okay. great man. I yes. need you to know that. But you are one of my favorite human beings alive. But I have been thinking about this burger since I heard that it existed. I have been waiting this. Oh my look at look at that. That's the sausage platter. Oh my god. Oh, I got a little bit of a situation here because I want that and I want the potatoes and I want I want all of it. Oh, that's the that's the, the schnitzel. That's, that's what that is. That's yes. the schnitzel. So we look have at, the chicken schnitzel today, guys. Look at this bounty, uh, Griffin. I might need a fork or something. I might need a knife. I might need uh, some sort of. There's the burger. Oh, all right, we got forks. We're okay. Perfect. Look at that burger. Oh, and the pretzel bun. Ah, Griffin, take pictures. Look at I've never I'll never be this happy again in my life. I'm sorry. I hope my kids don't hear that. I hope my children are not listening. And that's the sausage sandwich with a pet. Look at that. Just look at it. Ah, oh, this is I'm so happy. I'm so happy right now. I've never been happier in my life. Again, please don't let my wife find out that I said those words. I'll never <laughs> be this happy again in my life. Look at all of this. You might want to do like a panoramic shot of yeah. some sort. You might want to do look or come over to this side. Come over to this side and try to shoot it that way. Oh my God, Tim! Yes, we will not tell. All right, so the menu is available right now. Correct. It uh, is available as of uh, yesterday. Correct. Yes. And how long uh, do people have in order to get to the neighborhood Glory Days Grill to enjoy this? It, it's normally just throughout the fall season. All so right. gotta come and try, it, guys. If Absolutely. John delicious. Colson, if you think you're getting any of this, you're wrong. There's no chance. This one's from me. He's not even paying attention, that jerk. All right, all right. I'm uh, I'm going uh, I'm going. I'm all right. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a little sausage and a little potato as well. That's the that's the first play for me here. Oh, oh, I'm so excited about this. Griffin, you're doing a great job on the camera. Again, I'm so sorry that you're not gonna be able to enjoy any of this food. I hope you enjoyed that pretzel though. I can't try any of that. Um, mm, I'll I mean, think the about pretzel, it. The pretzel's really good. <laughs> I'll think about it. But if I'm being honest with you, I'm inclined to say no. I'm inclined to say no. Not much of a sharer. All right, a little bit of potato. Ah. And then the sausage. Oh, ah, get a shot of that. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's just so good. My God. Tim. Yes. Absolutely delicious. I right? Need, I need to know. This is very important. Yes. I need to know if there's a limit. When I go over there and I say, I want, now this one, remember, it's the brewer's, this is the brewer's sausage platter. Correct. Right? When I go over there and I say, I want to order 17 brewer sausage platters for me, is there yes. going to be a problem with that? Or? No problem at all. all right. We're ready. All right. Oh, my God. All right. All right, Griffin, I'll let you. Go ahead. You dive into that. Right. You know, it's morally opposed. It's against my religious beliefs to allow Griffin to participate. <laughs> because I got all this wonderful food in front of me. Um, remind me what it's onions, Swiss cheese on the burger. Yes. Oh, my God. What a perfect combination. Yes. Uh, it's like you have a window into my soul. This menu is for me. It's like literally you made a menu that was for Glenn and Glenn only. Ah, uh, I swear. 
Uh, football season, I know, big time over at Glory Days. Big Grill time as well. right now. Huge atmospheres yes. on Saturdays and Sundays. And yes. the cool part, of course, too, is that you can you can have your own little sound system right where you're sitting. Correct. And then you also can actually download it on your phone through AutoFetch. Wait, wh- wait a second. Yes. What? Yes. So usually if I came with other people. Correct. We could all have the sound on for whatever game we most care about on that. Correct. And it's also played on Mondays and Thursdays as well. This is mind-blowing to yes. me. We play every know. team. Oh, my God. So I come over on a set. I know college football. I, I feel like, is it Ohio State? There's, I feel like there's some big booster group that always it, gets together at Glory it, Days Girl. It right is. Here. And now, on, which is interesting, on Sundays, we actually have a Cleveland Brown following. That's funny. That, that's yeah, really funny. That, the way that, that has the is whole it this, Maybe it's the same Sunday. group of people. That, same like, group That's people. the way that it works out. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll let them. We'll give we'll them a pass. Them. Yes. We'll give them a pass. Yeah, give them a pass. Way, right? Give them a pass. Um, and it's actually, wow, they really get into it. Like, yeah. I've been over there during Ohio State games. Like, they are losing their minds. At the Glory Days Grill over here, I'll 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 forgive them. I'll forgive them. They are they can be good and decent people. Um, some of them anyway. Some of some of them maybe not so much. Um, but you come in with a friend who's maybe an Ohio State fan. You're of course a Maryland fan. Correct. You can sit down at the same table. You can. You have all the TVs on. Correct. You can pull out your phone. Yes. Hook up to the app. And everybody can listen and enjoy their own. Everybody game. can listen and join it. Oh, I love that. All right, here we go. This is the uh, pretzel. I'm not. Again, I'm opposed to eating a pretzel with a fork and knife, or eating a burger with a fork and knife, but because I am not an evil person and I want to allow everybody else to enjoy some of this burger, I'm willing to do it. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, my God. It's like melts in your mouth. Oh, my God. Nope, I've changed my mind. You're not getting any of that. I'm sorry, Griffin. (laughs) All right. I'll let you have first bite. I'll let you take Griffin. You can have first bite of because I had the first bite of the other sausage, the sausage sandwich with the peppers and onions, which is perfection, which is everything that you could ask for in life, oh and proof that uh, there is a God, I believe. Um, I'll let you have first bite over there. Oh, dude, that burger! First of all, let me tell you something. The biggest a few years ago, I stopped eating bread. See, I did this time oh, for yes. you, for you, because I believe in it. Yes. I stopped eating bread a couple years ago. One of the things I said is it wasn't that big of a deal for me to give up bread because a lot of times I find bread to be the worst part of a sandwich or to be the worst part of a burger because people don't care about the bread because it's just, it'll be hard. It'll be, uh, the, the, the taste is not there. This, this pretzel bun melts with the burger in your mouth. It is, oh, you're going, you're digging right into the, the sausage. Uh, <laughs> All right, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. I got plenty of sausage over here. You're good. You're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be okay. I'm going to be okay. You're sacrificing the sausage sandwich to Griffin. Yeah, uh-huh. The combination of peppers and onions. You ju- you literally cannot beat that. That is outstanding. What's the sauce? What is the sauce? It's our stone grain mustard sauce. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've had the stone grain mustard. It is, it is really good. I'm going to do the uh, chicken schnitzel, too. Since we're here, the chicken schnitzel. Oh, the zucchini. I love the zucchini. My God, again, I'm so sorry to anybody else who thought they were getting food today. It's just not going to happen. Your pals are going to eat all of them. It's the way it's going to be, and um, you're going to have to live with that. Tell me a little bit more about the chicken schnitzel. So the chicken schnitzel comes with two hand-breaded chicken breasts, uh, herb with uh, panko and our pan-breaded, fried until golden brown. With our creamy cream mustard sauce, creamy. with mashed potatoes and fresh roasted zucchini and squash. Let me take a, me take a little bite of that right there. 
I got good news, Tim. You're going to be seeing a lot more of me in the coming months. <laughs> You're going to be seeing a lot more of me. Griffin, you have to try this burger. It's insane. It's absolutely bonkers. You have to try that burger. That is one of the most delicious things I've ever yeah, put in my mouth. Oh, my God. Um, uh, Tim, what else do people need to know about what's going on at Glory Days Grill right now? I mean, more than anything else is that, you know, on Sundays and Saturdays and Thursdays and Mondays, bring your family. It is a family atmosphere. We are having a good time at Glory Days. Come on by. And, of course, you can always still put your to-go orders in. Um, Look, the seasonal menu is wonderful. But there's still the wings, the ribs, the the other burger. Yeah, I mean, it's still the, the number two sauce remains. What else? Did anything else hold over? Did anything else that we we learned about in the summer? Remember we talked about the, the, oh, the yeah. pork belly. No, we didn't do the pork belly this time. Yes, but I have some for you if you have when you come mm, over. We're gonna talk. We'll we're make gonna it do happen. that. Any, anything that did hold over that was available? Not right now. Okay. No. All right. All right. No. All right. That's all right. That's all right. This is so good. Yes. Th- that more than makes up for it, my friend. Yeah. Pretzel yeah. How bun. you feel about that? Yeah. Pretzel bun. How you feel about that pretzel bun? That's insane, isn't it? That's insane. That is that is a high end restaurant burger that you're getting. That is. Mm. Bonkers, right there. That pretzel bun burger. That's the one, Tim. I, again, I don't want to take anything else away. Yes, that thing right there. We're gonna fight about whether or not that needs to stay on the menu. I that I don't want that going away at the end of the fall seasonal menu because <laughs> that is spectacular. Um, I don't know what else there is to say. You you light up my life every time I see your face. Don't forget you, Oktoberfest too, guys. A hundred percent. Oktoberfest um, beer, and that is one of the most popular beers of Sam Adams. So yep. Come on by. Have a nice cold Oktoberfest yes. with this delicious Oktoberfest menu. I really wish I could end the show right now. <laughs> I really wish that I could just sit here and eat for the next hour and do nothing more in relation to sports and conversation. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. It's a problem for me, but I, I'll figure out a way to get by. Uh, com, as always, is the website. Um and people, you know, if you want to host an event at Glory Days Grill, if you need to do something, one of the things I always talk about that I love most about Glory Days Grill, and I'm sure we're going to be back over again this December, is we have been involved for years with the uh, coat drive that Drew Forrester and I do uh, every year for Helping Up Mission. You guys have been so gracious and hosted us over there. So if, and I know how involved you are in the community, Correct. Um, somebody that needs to do a fundraiser, somebody's looking for a partnership, is there a, a best way for them to reach out? Yes. Uh, you can reach out to, uh, to the store. And just give me a call. And then if you're looking for a sponsorship, we're here for you. I, I know how much it means. You have been extraordinarily involved in the community over yes. the years and helped out with a lot of youth athletics, things along those lines. It means a great deal. Tim Diggs, you're, you're one of my favorite humans alive. I hope you know I that. I appreciate that. But a smile on my face when yes. you walk in. It is it's resplendent. <laughs> appreciate you, my friend. Okay. Again, Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website. We come back in. We'll make our picks Then we'll get into Weekend at Bookies. That's on the way. It is a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. 
That first bite mm. starts your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle, to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline and Facebook.com slash PressBox sports or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio so join us live on the bat around every saturday from 10 a.m to noon right here at press box sports come in for glory burgers glory wings there's glory for everyone at glory days grill enjoy their award-winning burgers ribs and wings or try the fresh salads hand-cut salmon or the scrumptious sandwiches yum come in for the daily specials every weekday like 7.99 burgers on mondays and 6.99 nachos on thursdays dine in and let us serve you or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home that's glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you glory days grill great food good sport Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. Well, that is mean-spirited, John Colson. That is very mean-spirited. Hey, today's show also brought to you by the Tyus Bowser Show, which returns next Tuesday night. We will be at Skipjacks in Middle River. Hope that you will come join us at Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership of PressBox and Great Eights Memorabilia. It's brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Grill, a Maryland vascular specialist. Come see us Tuesday night with Tyus and his special guest. Oh, boy. It tastes like sausage, so I don't mind it. Skipjacks in Middle River. We will see you there. Uh, PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser in order to find out more. Uh, quickly, thank you again to Tim Diggs. My God, food is unbelievable. Oktoberfest menu now available at Glory Days Grill. We're going to do a quick version of picks this week. Ken Zalis is with us. KZ, what's going on, pal? Hey, how y'all doing? I'm all right. Um, am I just giving up on Cam Akers altogether? Like, what am I doing about that? It's... No, I, I, I think you got to see how it plays out. I think that was uh, simply a, uh, a coach trying to get a player's attention. Let's see how it works this week before we panic too much. All right. I I, I hope that's the case. I'm not going to play him, though, obviously, this week. No, I'm, you can't play yeah, him. You can't trust him yet. But let's just see if the usage gets better. All right. Casey and Kyle are tied atop the table uh, after two weeks in picks. They're both 10-6. and six. John Proctor, 9-7. and seven. 
I'm an even 500, 8-8. Eight and eight. Paul Valley and Griffin are 7-9. and nine. And despite a decent week, Andrew Stecka remains the worm at the moment, 6-10. and ten. Reminder that uh, what we're uh, playing for is a little bit of cash. Uh, a lot of you still owe me money. Uh, a little bit of cash, and uh, what we're playing to is, is to avoid being the worm, the one that has to eat the worm burger and uh, perform the worm and dress up like the worm and then get a stink face. That's what's at stake. Three college games, six NFL games. Let's move through it. Griffin, what's up first? All right, first, we are staying here. Uh, first game in College Park, Southern Meth- Methodist. SMU Mustangs, they take on the Maryland I saw Terrapins. that on the sheet. You said Southern Meth. Nobody calls them Southern Methodists. I wanted to SMU. Make sure, well, I wanted to make sure I didn't forget when I said this. Okay. Uh, so that is Saturday night, 7.30 on Fox Sports 1. Maryland favored by two and a half. Um... I don't know. KZ is going to – I have no idea. This is the problem. SMU's offense is really good. It's really good. But they haven't played anybody either. Um, it's a primetime game. It's at night. It'll be a, a big atmosphere. I, I'll take Maryland, but I don't feel good about taking Maryland. If this number was any bigger, if this number was more than three, I would take SMU. It's really a pick em at this point. So because Maryland's at home, I'll give them the slight edge. Man. Did you did you bend over wide for that? I, I just want to know. Um, uh, that was that was really. I can't believe you took Maryland. Uh, give me the Pony Express. Yeah, there you uh, go. They have a good <laughs> offense, like you said. By the way, I didn't I, like. Yeah, Ken is so anti-Maryland football that he didn't even know the name of the team that he was picking last week when he got his ass kicked. He kept calling them the Miners. Whatever. Whatever. I wasn't anti. Look, it looked good early. I don't even know what they were called. But they gave up. That team that I didn't know who they are because nobody knew who they are, they gave up way too many points. The defense did not look good against them. Now you have a real team with a real offense. I'm a little bit worried about that. Worried? You don't like them. All right, go get to the point. Uh, what's everybody else doing, Griffin? We got to fly. Uh, sorry. Uh, so uh, I'm on Maryland. Glenn, you said you're on Maryland? Yes, I'm on All Maryland. Right, I'm on yes. Maryland. Everyone on Maryland except for Ken and John Proctor. There you go. That's better. Oh, sorry. Oh, and, that's... and Stecka. Stecka. Oh, oh better news for me. <laughs> better news for so me. Proctor, Stecka, and Ken <laughs> so on, sorry. S- on SMU. So sorry. All right, next, we up, <laughs> next up we have BYU, Brigham Young, Cougars at the number 25. They're number 12. BYU is number 12. I have no idea when that happened. Yeah, I neither do I. I don't know I, when that happened. I don't know anything about either of these teams. Um, number Oregon's ranked number 25. That is Saturday at 3.30 on Fox. Oregon Ducks favored by 3.5. I mean, you give me 3.5 and, and everybody thinks BYU is good, I guess. Like, I don't really know. I, I know that they've been building something. I saw them uh, the COVID year against Navy, and they looked like monsters, but that was when they had Zach Wilson. Um they're clearly building something at BYU. Oregon looked like a disaster against Georgia, but to be fair, that's Georgia. I maybe the smart money is on Oregon, but giving me the three it's you said it's three and a half, right? Yes. Give me the three and a half to play with, I'll take BYU. I actually don't remember who I took here, but I, I feel like BYU does this to us every year early in the season. Like, they beat somebody you weren't expecting them to beat, and all of a sudden they're near the top ten, and then they disappear somewhere. I, I'm going to take Oregon because of that. Yes, he had Oregon. Uh, so I'm on Oregon. To Ken's Proctor. point, the, the reason why they beat Baylor, that was the thing that got everybody hot and right. They beat Baylor, yeah, although, yeah, albeit yeah. in overtime. I'm on Baylor, yeah. or uh, excuse me, Baylor. I'm on Oregon. Ken's on uh, Oregon. Proctor on Oregon. Everyone else on the Cougars. Mm. BYU. Don't like that. That means I've got Stecka. Never like being on the same page as Stecka. Last college football matchup for this weekend. Number six, Oklahoma Sooners will travel to Lincoln, take on the Nebraska Cornhuskers. That is at noon on Fox. Uh, Oklahoma favored by ten and a half. As insane as it is, I actually buy into what everybody's preaching this week, that while Nebraska has been losing, they don't typically lose. They don't get blown out. Um... 
and then there's just the you know are they inspired by the coaching change thing i can't believe i'm doing this but that's what all of the smarks tell you to do give me nebraska i can't believe this is only a 10 and a half point spread i i nebraska has looked awful and coaching change or no coaching change can't fix bad in a week give me oklahoma uh, Ken is on Oklahoma, uh, uh, Paul on Oklahoma, Proctor on Oklahoma, Kyle on Oklahoma, me and Glenn on Nebraska, Stetko on Nebraska. No! It's a very bad week. All right, transitioning to the NFL tonight. Uh, today's uh, picks also brought to you by our friends at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. You can go there to bet on all of these games, and what I would do is listen to what it is that Stetko is doing and then bet the exact opposite of those things FanDuel Sportsbook live casino and hotel of course they're also using some free bet action right now when you make your parlay bet you can find out more just walk up to the window and say hey how do I get a free bet they'll explain it to you in the FanDuel Sportsbook at live casino and hotel all right tonight Thursday night football the debut of Amazon Prime uh Thursday night football Kansas City hosts the Chargers uh 820 is kickoff Kansas City favored by four and a half I bet against the Chargers last week, and I paid for it, but it is a Thursday night road game. <sighs> four and a half, four and a half. All right, I'll bite, Chargers. Yeah, give me San Diego. It's probably not going to be San Diego, but I hear you. Uh, I'm on Chargers. Everyone on Chargers except for Proctor and uh, Stecka. Uh, yeah, thank but, God. Yeah, four and a half is right. a lot. When, <laughs> when, they got, when they got Harrison Bucker, I don't think he's not playing. I, I don't trust their kicker. I like, uh, I like Chargers four and a half. All right. Uh, Patriots at Steelers, Sunday, 1 o'clock on CBS. Uh, the Patriots favored by two and a half on the road. What? <laughs> yeah. Why? I don't know. I guess. Wait, is I, this, are you for real? The Patriots are minus yeah. two and a half? Yeah. I, it's probably a trap, but Steelers, I don't get, I don't, what am I missing? Well, well, well you, what you're missing is their be- best defensive player won't I, play. I, well, I understand when line, that. When, the line, when this line came out, we still don't know for sure if Najee Harris is going to play. He says he's going to yeah, play. Yeah, that's the word. But, until, until, but did you until see the practiced. Patriots in week one? They couldn't do anything. In, Mac Jones might not even until, play, right? In, in, until he practices, you know, this line's not going to move. I think it's a trap, too, but I'm getting this. I'm getting this Killers at home um, with points. Uh, I'll take that most times. I will also take the Steelers at home. Everyone on Stillers except for Paul Valley. Ooh, how about that? Oh. Okay. Uh, next up, Tampa it's not Bay. good news. It means that Steck is on our side. We don't like that. <laughs> yeah, Tampa, Tampa yeah. Bay uh, taking on the New Orleans Saints. One o'clock on Fox. Tampa Bay favored by two and a half on the road. Um. I mean, it's tricky because the Saint, this is supposed to be like the, the Saints, the Darlings, the NFC South. They're the team that's supposed to be able to come up and do this, but they struggled to beat the Falcons. Give me the, give me the Buccaneers. Yeah, we don't know. There's a lot, a lot going on with the Bucs this week. Um, you know, where's Tom Brady at? Uh, where I mean, Mentally. I mean, uh, physically, I think he's fine. Yeah, who cares? Um, right. I do. I do. It's a big story. It's you picked story against in them in week yesterday. one. Who did? You did. Well, I'm not going to be stupid enough to do yeah, that yeah. again, man. I'll take Tampa. Yeah. Uh, Saints <laughs> always play Tampa tough, so uh, I'm taking the Saints at home in this divisional matchup. Uh, also on the Saints, Kyle and Stetka. Ah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, in the 4 o'clock window, for 4.05 on Fox, San Francisco 49ers after the uh, Monsoon Bowl, they host the Seattle Seahawks. 
uh, 49ers by eight and a half. Well, that's tough, right? Because the, the 49ers didn't look good. Meanwhile, the Seahawks coming off a big win, and then you see this huge number, eight and a half, and you're like, ah, I don't know, Geno Smith. The truth is, like, Seattle did everything in their power to lose that game. They did everything they could. We can give them credit, but, like, my God. Let's not forget, the Broncos had were two yards away from 14 points in the second half, and then the debacle at the end of the game I'm I'm gonna stay San Francisco. I, I know it's a big number, but San Francisco. Yeah, I hate this number, and this may be a change from what I sent earlier. But uh, Seattle didn't do a thing uh, in the second half at all. Correct. Uh, so this is a better defense. Uh, San Francisco, like you said, they played in that monsoon. So I don't I don't take anything from that. I'm actually going to take the 49ers as well. All right. Ken changes his mind. He said Seahawks last night. He'll take the 49ers along with Glenn, myself, and Proctor, everyone else on the Seahawks. Okay. All right. We're good Uh-oh. with that. We, we're good with that. That's okay. 425 <laughs> on CBS. Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson and Broncos country host the Houston Texans. Uh, Denver by nine and a half. I don't like that number. I'm struggling with this, though. I we At some point, we have to acknowledge Davis Mills played well last year. He looked good in week one. Like, I'm not trying to tell you that I think the Texans can do anything because they still don't have much of a roster. But at some point, we got to start to acknowledge that, like, Davis Mills might be an NFL quarterback. Uh, maybe. I'm not, I'm not proclaiming anything, but he might be. The Denver thing is goofy, right? Because they can't be as bad as they were last week, right? Like, they, they just they can't be. I just think the number's too big. Give me Houston the cover. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you look at the game, everybody looks at the one-week game. Uh, they're two all-pro running backs, basically. Both fumbled at the one. Right. Otherwise, that's a that's a 13-point game in their favor, and it's not very close. Um, I'm going to take Denver because of it. I think there were so many reasons that that was a wonky game with, with Russell going back to Seattle and the crowd and all that and emotion. I think that they're the better football team, and, and the number's big. Houston on the road, no, no, thank you. I hear you. I just, I'm starting to buy into Davis Mills, man. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I love Davis Mills. I, I have him in my dynasty leagues all over the place. Yeah. I think he's terrific. I'm with you, KZ, uh, as is everyone else but Glenn. You were lone wolf. Hey, whatever. Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens. This is the final one of this week's slate. 1 p.m. on CBS. Kevin Harlan on the call. Ravens by three and a half. I wish it wasn't three and a half. I really wish it wasn't three and a half. Um, the problem is the funny part. Both teams got kind of emphatic wins in week one, but I think both teams would probably say they didn't love how they played, um, or think that they, they should play better than they played in week one. So the question is, which team is more likely to start playing that way? The it's trending like J.K. Dobbins, a full participant in practice yesterday. So you hope that that leads to J.K. Dobbins being on the field, but is he on the field on a pitch count and, and how much can the run game really get going if he is, um, Obviously, we remember what happened a year ago. I think the Ravens win the game, but the three and a half is just enough. I am going to take the Dolphins to cover. Death taxes and the Ravens blowing out the Dolphins. Book it. I mean, did you pay? Did you watch the game last year? <laughs> you... No. 
I mean, yeah, good for you. It's a better scenario. The better scenario. I did watch it. I know. I know nothing. It was one of the worst <laughs> games in Ravens history. Who are you, who are you taking? Glenn, ah, taking? no. I'm, I'm taking. Wasn't the worst game. That w- that would be the 49er game or whatever it was. Uh, I would say it was probably the Jaguars game in London. Um, I uh, maybe. I uh, I took the Dolphins. To cover. Right, you're taking the Dolphins. You and John Proctor are on the Dolphins. Ha <laughs> Everyone got, else, you got stick. And the Ravens. On you. All right, KZ. We'll do, uh, we'll have more time next week. Love you, buddy. Appreciate you. Yes. Okay. Thanks, man. Ken Zalis at Fans Fantasy on Twitter, um, checking in with us. Picks were also brought to you today by Guilford Hall Brewery. Uh, they've got a huge Oktoberfest party coming up on September 24th, one week from this Saturday. Um, it's free to get in, free admission, but there are some VIP experiences available and all you can drink. Ticket for 30 bucks, and this is a 12-hour party, and all you can eat and drink ticket for $80. Come enjoy Oktoberfest at Guilford Hall Brewery, one of our city's great gems. I mean, hidden gem. 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. Find out more. GuilfordHall.com. Could we save Tidbit for tomorrow? Yeah, we can. It, it'll hold? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I appreciate that just because we are running low on time. If we had done a Tidbit today, it would have been brought to you by the Maryland Five Star. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars. Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Tubular brought to you by the Ginsu Kamado Grill. Coming soon, the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all kinds of food. Get the details and reserve yours today at ginsugrills.com. And if you're uh, going to the game on Sunday, Mother's is throwing another tailgate party right next to the stadium at Hammerjacks on Russell Street. Come by starting at 9 a.m. before, during, and after every Ravens home game. It's free to get in. There's an all-inclusive option for $49 with premium brand open bar and great food. Tickets and details available at hammerjacks.com. But while you're there, don't forget to stop by the press box Ginsu Grills tent for free samples and contests. Uh, here's what's coming up tonight, totally tubular-wise. Again, Amazon Prime for Chargers Chiefs at 8:15. Um, if you've, it, they did a, the PLL did a documentary. Oh, sick. No, it's it looks pretty propagandish. Uh, it's called Fate of a well, Sport. What are they going to do? It's, which I think is way over the top. But if you want to watch it, it's showing it tonight on ESPN at 7 o'clock. Cool. Uh, game three of the WNBA Finals. The Las, uh, by the way, in favor of the league, just don't love the prop- fate of a sport. No. 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 And we, and we have to say something. You can't just let that stand. Well, if somebody else watches it, they're like, whoa, the fate of what Stop. sport? Stop. Las Vegas Aces, Connecticut Sun, uh, game three is the Aces try to sweep the Sun in WMA Finals tonight at 9 on ESPN. Everything else you can find at glennclarkradio.com. One thing we should point out at all. Uh, Atlanta, ones. the final season. Oh, that's right. It's underway. On FX. That's right. So, Very good. Yeah. Everything else again, glennclarkradio.com. Thanks today to the great Kevin Harlan. Thanks to John Kinjemi. Thanks to uh, Tim Diggs from Glory Days Grill for stopping by. Thanks to KZ. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the Arch tab at glennclarkradio.com. Uh, by the way, probably not a good decision that I just ate all that food when I have to pose naked tomorrow. Just probably not the best decision I've ever made in my life. Um, tomorrow, Stan the Fan will be in studio with us. Uh, Trent Green will join us. He is also on the call for Ravens Dolphins on CBS. Uh, Bo Smolka from Pressbox will check in with us, stuff and things. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, the Maryland Lottery, Guilford Hall Brewery, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Grill, the Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday evening. Um, go nobody. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.
And welcome into Weekend at Bookies, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. In just a minute, our buddy Andrew Stecka will give his stats and figures for the week. We will, we will address something. Uh, later on, our buddy Brad Kronthal from Alloy Sports. We will check in with him. Uh, they have launched for football, so we'll talk about that as well as the MLB slate. That is on the way. Obviously, week two of the NFL season gets underway tonight. And if you're like me and you live in a place where you're going to be forced to watch the games on an iPad, and that's the reality for me. I, there's nothing I can do about it. My reality where I live is that um, I cannot just pop onto the Amazon Prime app on my smart TV because we live in a rural area where there is no Internet. And I know you're thinking to yourself, really? Those, those places are real? They are. And there's a lot of us that deal with this. So I would encourage you to improve your Thursday night football and viewing experience by getting the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, where the game will be on their 100-foot media wall. You can bet. You can earn yourself some free bets. Just going to be a better way to spend the evening with uh, Amazon Prime kicking off. And don't forget this weekend, also the uh, Canelo Triple G fight coming up on Saturday. You'll be able to watch uh, that and bet on it also in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Joining us now for Stetson Figures, he is Mr. Andrew Stecka. Hey, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> you, is he there? We good? Should be. No, let's see if we can't get that figured out. We have a bit of a wonky cord issue going on here in the studio. That's never ideal. Uh, we'll try to uh, see if we can't find Andrew Stecka and see if we can't make that work. That is less than ideal. Andrew, you there? I'm here, Glenn. All right, good to hear from you. Um, you know how you were mad about the fact that uh, we were we were hoping to not bet with you in week one? You remember how you were mad about that? Yeah, I do, I, I do remember that, yeah. Rings a bell for you. And then you remember how you doubled down on that? You said, I'm going to go with all college football bets for week one? I, I remember that as well. Yeah. Uh, you know how that went? I do know how it went, yes. How'd it, how'd it go? It, it did not go well. No. Well, what would you say? Not not went well. I'm sure you got it. You, you got one or two, right? I did not. No. So what was the record? It was zero and four. Do Do you think Do you think maybe we were we were we were right to say that we didn't want to bet with you in week one? Well, look, betting is a long game, as we know. You can't take a small sample size uh, and 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 cherry pick. So, got to be got to be a long outlook here. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, yeah, that's a real thing that really happens. Decca went zero and four, and um, look, we are we understand betting's betting, man. You, you don't win them all. You don't win. Them. You like to win some. That would be preferable. But uh, you don't win them all. So uh, we'll try to get back on the wagon today. Can I assume that maybe we're not going with four college football bets this week? We're not going with four of them, but oh, we God. do have one of them. Eh, I don't know if that's a good idea either, but well, I'll hear you out. It's time for Stetson Figures with our pal Andrew Stecko. Where are you headed first this week? Uh, we're going to go to Maryland, actually. Oh. Uh, SMU, Maryland. Uh, these are two really evenly matched teams. If you look at some of their, their numbers in terms of Total yards for game defense, they're neck, neck, neck and neck, and by the way, not very good. Uh, and if you look at the other side of the ball in terms of yards for play offensively, they are neck and neck and quite good. Um, the big difference with these two teams is where they are in terms of their discipline. Uh, Penalty-wise and turnover-wise, 
Maryland is near the bottom of the barrel in the NCAA. SMU top twenty-five in both. Mm. Uh, so they're 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 good at they're good at staying away from the flag. They're good at at, at holding on to the football. So give me SMU on the money line this week. It's up to plus one to beat Maryland. Um, the spread is only two and a half, and as I know, you you hate betting games on I the do. spread uh, if it's under three, which I I understand to an extent. In college, I think it's a little easier to do that because you get a lot of wonky stuff with extra miss, miss, uh, missed extra points and things like that. You can get them at plus two and a half at even money as well. But give me give me SMU on the money line. Maryland Maryland does not have a propensity for showing up in these big spots uh, even at home, and I just I, I think SMU is going to be able to score on them. Uh, kind of at will. So give me give me the Mustangs on the money line. Okay, okay. I mean, I I, I definitely think they're going to score a lot of points. So I agree with that. I don't see SMU slowing Maryland down though. That I, I you can say I get it. The penalties I understand. I just don't see anything about what they do. I mean, the, the the two teams they played this year, North Texas and Lamar. I mean, we didn't learn anything about their defense sure. in those two games. Um, and they weren't particularly good defensively a year ago. So I'm. I, I expect there to be a boatload of points. I, I think the Maryland defense is going to give up a ton of points in this game. I do. I think there are going to be a yeah. boatload of points scored. Uh, all right, next up. Uh, let's turn to tonight's game, a really good one, Chargers and Chiefs. Um, these two teams obviously have really explosive offenses, and, and we would expect a lot of points, but I really, really think that the, the total is just super inflated. Uh, it's currently sitting at 53 and a half. Uh, I like the under, but even more so than the under, I like the first half under at 27 and a half. Um, there's a few few things to, to note here. First of all, it's a short week for both teams, obviously, so it becomes harder just to do anything on a shorter week in the NFL. Um, when the total is over 51, Thursday unders are 17, 8, and 1 against the spread all time. Um, you've got to remember, too, the Chargers are going to be without Keenan Allen. That That's another ding against an offense there. When that total, by the way, gets uh, up over 54, which it's kind of hovered at 53.5, 54.5 all week, um, the unders moved to 7-0. and 0. So just a lot of trend numbers that, that, that tell you that this should be an under. Now, the reason I lean toward the first half instead of the, the, the full game is because these two teams tend to play some wonky and crazy for, uh, fourth quarters. We've seen that over the, over the last few seasons. Um, so I get a little bit nervous about just these teams really pushing the ball down the field, going back and forth in a fourth quarter. So give me the first half under 27 and a half. Uh, and you can get that at minus one forty. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I, I, the thought process is there. I mean, there's still the part where like, you know, yeah, but you know, Mahomes could score four touchdowns himself, right? (laughs) Like there is still, still the part where, eh, yes, but there's a good quarterback. Some good quarterbacks can do magical things, but I, the thought process is right. I, I am with you on that. All right, Andrew Stecka is with us here on Weekend at Book. He's brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. As we are going over our stats and figures for the week, uh, next up on the list. Uh, this might be an overreaction, which we all do tend, t- tend to do after week one. But when I looked at the spreads this week, I saw Pittsburgh getting points at home against New England, and I thought, what are we doing? Yeah, um, the t- yeah it's just very, 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 very peculiar. Uh, the Patriots have a bad offensive line, and I realize that Pittsburgh is going to be without uh, T.J. Watt, but they do still have a guy named Cam Hayward. Um, they're just—they're also a very, very good, good underdog team. Uh, Mike Tomlin is 46-23 and two against the spread as an underdog. Uh, he is 14-3 and two at home as an underdog in his career with the Steelers. So 
uh, a few more trend lines for you there. Underdogs are also uh, covering 62% of the time since 2018 when the total is below 42 points. The total for this one is at 40 and a half. Um, so, you know, week one dogs that, that come back and are, are, are week two road favorites, they're also 414 and one against the spread. So it's just, there's, again, a lot of trend lines here. And I just don't think the Patriots are very good. I think they'll pop up here and then and, and win a game maybe you don't expect them to throughout the season. But I think overall they are, they are clearly at, at, at best the third best team in that division. Um, and I just, Pittsburgh at home, I think they can do some things. I think we all tend to forget, too, that Pittsburgh has upgraded their quarterback situation this season. That's not something we, we, yeah, we like to admit. I'm not ready to say upgraded, but it ain't worse, right? Like, And that's that's one of the sure. things that I've talked about a lot going up in this is that one of the reasons why people, people were convinced that the Steelers were going to have to take a step back is because what exactly? Like, what? where are they worse than they were a year ago? And I, I think it's right. just the way that people work, that they remember that Ben Roethlisberger used to be good, and they forget the fact that he wasn't good a year ago. Now, again, I Mitchell Trubisky has not earned the right to say he's definitely better than even a bad Ben Roethlisberger yet. Now, he might be. He might, it might very well be that he just has more life in his arm, and that alone makes him better. But, um, you know, he's got to prove that as the season goes on. I, I, I agree with you, and when I saw that, I was – just terribly confused by that line like what what in the hell are we doing here um that being said there's also the danger of buying too much into what um happened in one week and um that that for the most part FanDuel is still saying hey this is what we thought of these teams coming into the season so we're not we're not gonna move that all that much uh in talking to the folks there that probably doesn't start changing until weeks three and four when you know you start saying hey look whatever we thought they were going to be they they ain't that so we need to adjust because of it so all those things are relevant but i am with you i i hate agreeing with you ever it's it never feels good but i agree i don't i do not get this line but it it teeters on being such a stink line that somebody's got to know something like somebody's got to know that Najee harris isn't playing in this football game or there's just no way this line exists to me unless somebody knows something about this football game and uh what's the last one for you uh, Sunday night, we've got a, a, a rivalry game that isn't that much of a rivalry because it's pretty lopsided, and uh, that would be the Packers uh, against Chicago. Uh, Packers n- minus nine and a half in this one. Uh, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. He even said as much, uh, what was that, last season, uh, that he owns that team, and he really does. He especially owns them at home. He wins, uh, or excuse me, he covers at home 66% of the time against the Bears. Uh, he covers... Uh, 74% of the time as a favorite against the Bears. Uh, and teams that lose by double digits in week one, uh, like the Packers did, are actually 40-25-2 against the spread in the, in the next week, mm. uh, in week two, in the, la- in the last decade. Um, another one for you, Matt LaFleur is 9-0 and straight up and against the spread after a loss. So, you know, I expect the Packers to bounce back in a big way. The Bears were a nice story last week. I actually... Um, you know, I, I did like them against the, the, the Niners, especially when you saw the weather. It's just an equalizer. It was a nice story for them to get that win. But I think the Packers are, are going to come back uh, with a vengeance this week. I like them to get a double-digit victory against the Bears at home. I hope you're right because uh, I, uh, I employ Aaron Rodgers on a fantasy football team of sorts. And, um, boy, that was rough. <laughs> that was really rough. 
All right. Yeah, and I don't know that the Packers are as good as the Vikings long term either. I, I like the Vikings in that division overall, but I, I I do think there's a gap that's still to the down to the Bears. I tend to agree with that. I tend to agree. All right, at Asteca on Twitter is how you follow him. I, you know what, man? I want you to know I have confidence. You're not going on on four this week. You're not. It's you're it's, gonna it's, at least get one out of these four this week. And if and if you do, we're gonna retailer the segment to say. Fade Andrew Stecka for the next yeah, couple of exactly. weeks is the way that it's going to Well, be. There's, there's only one place to go from here, Glenn, and that's up. Well, or or not. There's the other option where you just stay right there. All right, buddy. Uh, we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you, pal. All right, cheers. Andrew Stecka, Stets and Figures, this week on Weekend at Bookies. Um, just so you know, as far as lines are concerned, again, the Ravens game currently sits Ravens minus three and a half. The total... 44 and a half Ravens minus 190 on the money line at home. Be interesting to see what those numbers would be like three and a half. You know, traditionally it's been three points. So three and a half suggests that they would be slight favorites on the road. I don't know. It might very well be that if they were on the road, it was a pick them. Like it's totally possible. That's the way that it would play out. Um, but three and a half for the Ravens at home this week against the Dolphins. And Esteka pointed out two and a half for Maryland against SMU, the big football games in the area this weekend. Um, it's worth pointing out, I mentioned that uh, you can also watch the fight on Saturday. Canelo Alvarez uh, against Triple G. Right now, Canelo Alvarez, significant favorite, minus 500. A draw, remember the first of the three fights between these these guys did finish in a draw. Draw 20 to 1, plus 2,000. Uh, Triple G, plus 4. How do you bet 10. on a draw? Uh, I want to know, like. Uh, you would, you would well, hit, I mean, like, like would, what are you rooting you're, for you're when you're watching? Button. Like, what are you rooting for? You're just like, okay, whoever, that guy, whoever you won. You punch, now you punch. You whoever punch. won the previous round, you're rooting, yeah. like, for the guy. Of course, there's no way for you to know that. They don't right. live. It's just everybody's opinion of what the scores are. But whoever you think won the previous round, you're probably rooting for the other guy in the next yeah. round. Like, I, it's just, tough. Uh, it's, it's take, take some balls to battle. It's draw, unlikely, but remember, it's it, already, very possible. it already happened yeah. when these guys got together. So just keep that in mind. When we come back in, we will catch up with a buddy, Brad Cronthal from Alloy Sports. They have launched for football. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the day's baseball slate. That is on the way. This is Weekend at Bookies, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th or 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at maryland5star.us. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. 
Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 11.40. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 11.40, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. The Maryland Lottery presents Ravens Greatest Plays. 2021, the game on the line. With three seconds left, the Ravens connect on an impossibly long 66-yard field goal to beat Detroit. The longest field goal in history. Another great Ravens play belongs to Touchdown Joe from Silver Spring. Joe scratched a Raven scratch-off and won a top prize of $100,000. You could be next. Play Raven scratch-offs to win instant cash or enter to win great second-chance prizes. Please play responsibly. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone from novices to grill masters to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. Constructed out of thick ceramic, the Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at Ginsu. GinsuGrills.com. That's GinsuGrills.com. Join Glenn at halftime of every Ravens game for the Project Game Day Halftime Show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. We apologize in advance. There's not much we can do about his face. Getting cooked over here. What is going on? Appreciate the new rejoiners, guys, but that is rough. You're actually uh, listening to... Weekend at Bookies, which is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, where bet pads are available. And you can just camp out on Saturday or Sunday, get there early, put the money on your bet pad, and you don't even have to go back up to the window or the kiosks at any point during the day. You can just keep making your bets all day long right there on your bet pad as you hang out, enjoy the the delicious food at Sports and Social, watch all of the games on the 100-foot media wall. And again, they're offering some free bets right now. You make a $25 parlay bet, they're offering you the opportunity to get a $5 free bet um, you have to come back in order. You can't use it the same day. You got to come back the following week in order to use it. It's got to be on a same game parlay of plus 500 or more. But a great opportunity for you to get some free bets to play in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. All right. Uh, joining us now, Alloy Sports, where they have launched for football as well as, of course, baseball continues. He is our buddy, Brad Cronthal, and he's with us here on Weekend at Bookies. Brad, what's going on, pal? How you doing? Brad, I apologize. We are having some issues. It's uh, it's, it's not Griffin's fault. I want you to know that. It's not, it's not Griffin's fault. We're just, just go ahead and adjust, adjust the cord if you don't mind for me, Griffin, and we will see if we can't get that figured out. <sighs> Technology betraying us. So it is. Brad, you got me? Can you hear me, Glenn? I got you fine. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you as always. Uh, all right, so we're into football season with Alloy Sports. Tell me what it is that, uh, that that people can do in order to become better, more informed betters this season. 
Oh my gosh, we're so pumped to be uh, to be live. We're here for week two. We launched last week, so if you're on iOS and you need an iPhone, but we are live on the App Store, Alloy Sports. Uh, really excited. We had a few good strategies we're pumping out. Um, did want to be uh, wary of people betting the first couple of the weeks of the season with the uh, back-tested data. You know, the first couple of weeks are pretty crazy, but you know, use the the data from our app, and you can build your own betting strategy. So we're really excited to be live, and, and people should be coming to us, and we can help you win more bets. We show you the data. You build whatever you think leads to winning and, and go from there. Anything in particular that you felt like you learned about how the data worked in week one? Well, so there's one thing that, you know, we know, and, and we try to be very transparent here is, you know, you want to take the past year's data, but also use, you know, your knowledge and, and the season as a starting point. So with week one, you know that, you know, past year's data did not calculate for Russell Wilson being on the Broncos. So that's just something you need to be wary of. So always in the first, you know, couple weeks of the NFL season, or really any sport, you want to be, you know, more of a wary better, throw some fun bets in there, use the data, but, you know, wait until you build up a significant sample size uh, before you start feeling good about putting more money down and having more confidence in your bets. But it's a good place to get started um, for the first couple weeks. So it's fun to throw some bets down, um, but not get too into it or throwing big money down with the data, just waiting for this year's sample size to build up. Can you give me an example of a strategy? So there are still probably people that are like, yeah, I keep hearing you talk about alloy sports and strategies, and that sounds, but I still don't really understand. Can you give me an example of a strategy maybe for football season that, that you can build um, as you use the Alloy Sports app? Yeah, absolutely. So one great perk when you sign up for free is we're loading two uh, previously built strategies by our team on the homepage. So you already have two successful strategies when you sign up for free. The last time I think I mentioned it was our road grader strategy. I'm not sure we named it at the time two weeks ago, but last week we used that. I think we picked the pass. That didn't go as well, but it did like the Cleveland Browns and that one hit. So for this week, we uh, I'll mention our second preloaded strategy. We're calling it the peanut punch strategy. So basically we're putting stats and filters into these strategies, and then we tell you how it's performed in, in the past year. So for this strategy in particular, the peanut punch going off of Charles Tillman's days back with the uh, back with the Bears, a little Marlon Humphrey from two years ago. Yeah, man. We're looking at deep, str- strong defenses that specifically are forcing fumbles and turnovers, and we filtered out, you know, just looking at in-division matchups. You know, those, those gritty games where, where in-division, inter-division teams are playing each other. So we back-tested for the last two years. Uh, we separate our upcoming games into different buckets. So we found profitable games in our what we're calling our close underdogs bucket. So when the spread range is between zero and plus five. Man. So two games this week fit. What are those two games? Well, you got to sign up. No, that's why I'm uh. on the show. <laughs> so- <laughs> All right, not bad. Not bad, Brad, not bad. <laughs> um, I, I- it really simple. There's, there's two games that fit. So, so from this strategy over the last two years, it's won 57% of the time, got about a 45-game sample size, and a return on investment of your money of 14%. So basically, you're winning money if you bet on these games in the past two years. All right. So it actually has a play for tonight. That makes sense. And it likes the Chargers. Okay. So consensus is plus four, but at FanDuel, I saw it was plus three and a half. So you probably want to get in on that if you like the Chargers, if you like the strategy, before that hook goes, if it does in Kansas City's favor. Uh, you want to get that bet in before it drops down. Very good. Again, you can sign up for free 
and download load the Alloy Sports app. You can go to alloysports.com in order to find out more. He is Brad Cronthal. He is with us here on Weekend at Bookies. Brad, as always, we ask that uh, you just take a look at the uh, baseball slate and see if there's anything in particular that catches your eye. Of course, the Orioles could use a little help. Anything that you see that you like for tonight. Yeah, so there's a couple games I like. I wish the O's were on tonight. Gosh, it was fun watching Donald Henderson you know, play the last couple of days and since his call-up. But you know, we'll make do with the slate tonight. So I'm looking at the Jays and Rays. Heavy implications uh, as far as the playoffs in this game. I'm looking at the first five innings, first half. I'm going under three and a half total runs. It's Gosman versus McClanahan. Yeah. Looking at the series so far, um, the teams are two and two when scoring four or more runs in the first five innings. I see two aces on the hill. I just don't believe Tampa Bay's offense is going to get to Gosman. So it's really can McClanahan, you know, hold down Toronto and, and, he had a great start. He, I don't think he opened a run in his last start. So I'm going to go with the under three and a half runs on the first five innings at minus 112. I like that one. I like that one a lot. Of course, there's always the weird, and we always talk about it. There's the weird, you know, Thursday afternoon getaway day thing on, on top of that where it just feels like guys are up there maybe swinging a little bit more, maybe not dug in for the entirety of the night where they're thinking about getting on a plane and, maybe where they're having dinner, something like that. I actually love that one on the first five innings with Gosman and McClanahan on the mound. Anything else that jumps out at you on the slate today? Two more games. One, this is really an intuition-based game. Mets are hosting the Pirates, um, or Mets are facing the Pirates, I should say. Carrasco versus Brubaker. The Mets just got swept by by the Cubs. Um, I like the Mets on the run line. I think they're going to be you know, have some vengeance in the series. Brubaker's pitched pretty well lately for the Pirates, but Mets need to wake up. They're only a half game ahead of the uh, Atlanta Braves there in the NL East. So they, they need to, to wake up with the bats, and I think they do so tonight. Brubaker's career ERA versus New York is 10.83. Yikes. So I think the Mets win by two or more. Yikes. I do like that. That's good. Uh, of course, maybe the Mets would be doing better if Buck Showalter went ahead and got on uh, on Twitter, as he called it. If you did not see... <laughs> If you did not see this week the video of Buck talking about social media at a press conference, it is just perfection. It reminds you of how much you love Buck. At one point, he uses the phrase, Buck, don't dance. And it's just everything that all of us that love that man could ask for. I encourage you to just search for Buck Showalter right now on Twitter, and you will find this video of Buck Showalter talking about social media. Actually, Griffin, do me a favor. Pull it up when we finish with Brad. We will share it for people if they have not seen it. It's spectacular. And then, um, uh, and by the way, they, it's tied in the loss column, too, in the uh, the NL East. So very even there. And then what's uh, what's the other one for you, Brad? Yeah, so so right before my last pick, Glenn, I mean, you, you've been to many Buck press conferences in Baltimore when he was managing the O's. I mean, I think the best things in Buck's press conference, and they happen every day, are the stuff you wouldn't see on TV usually. I mean, oh. this would happen every day. So, so you remember all those funny tidbits there. I mean, the guy is guy. absolutely incredible. He, he's a national treasure. Love him so much. Love him so, so much. <sighs> and then, all right, what's the last one for you? Last play. Padres, Diamondbacks, this one hits home. I have Sean Manai on my fantasy team. Mm. He's been terrible. 
So he has a, a 9.21 ERA in his last six starts. Not they great. Even threw him out of the pen a few days ago just to get some work in because he's been so bad. The Diamondbacks, you know, they've been hitting the ball relatively well. Um, not against the Dodgers, though. They just lost their swag, as most teams do. They're starting a, a rookie tonight, uh, Dre, Dre Jameson, MLB debut. He's a 6-3-1 ERA in the minors. I think this game, this might just be too obvious. I like the over. Padres' hmm. bats have been struggling, but they're facing a guy in their MLB debut. And just to throw it out there just for fun, Manny Machado, 299 this season average, 28 home runs, 90 RBI, 904 OPS. He's incredible. I think they just throwing that out for fun. Great name here. Uh, I think the game hits the over, over nine runs at minus 112. Hard for me to argue any of that. Brad, remind everybody where they can find you on social media and Alloy on social media. Give me the whole rundown. Yeah, absolutely. You can follow me at B underscore Kronthal, K-R-O-N-T-H-A-L. You can follow us at Alloy, at Alloy Sports, and then download the app. It's totally free. Alloy Sports on the App Store for iOS. Build your own betting strategies in under 30 seconds. we got a really awesome slate for the football week, week two and beyond. Brad, appreciate you as always, my friend. We'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks, all right? Awesome, Glenn. Brad Cronthal, Alloy Sports, checking in with us here on Weekend at Bookies. Appreciate him doing that. All right, um, we are going to get a gratuitous grouping from Griffin before we wrap up for Weekend at Bookies. Did you find uh, the audio that I was discussing? It is yes, just I did. so magical. This is Buck Showalter. Um, just this week in a press conference. Don't know how exactly it came up, but <laughs> I'm so glad it did. Someone actually said to me the other day, hey, did you read the thing on Twitter or something? I think when I'm done, I- maybe I'm going to join that. Should I? <laughs> Why? Why should I? People, I it, it will enhance my life and I will enjoy my life more? People need to hear what you want to say. No, they don't. What's TikTok? <laughs> What's the difference between, seriously, we can talk about this all somewhere. What's the difference between TikTok and Twitter and uh, FaceTime and all the other things? See, y'all are all rolling your eyes. I, what is the difference between TikTok and Twitter? Okay. So you should join TikTok. Buck, don't dance. No. <laughs> I danced at my daughter's wedding with her. So there's that. There's that. Maybe they could have put that on the old uh, TikTok or the tweeter. I love the man. I love him so, so much. So much. It's Buck Showalter. Ah, what, a, what a blessing it was to have that man here. No offense to Brandon Hyde, who's done a very nice job. But yeah, God damn Buck it. was need the Mets to get things get their act <laughs> figured out so I can root for them if the Orioles don't make the playoffs. Need the Mets to get their uh, get their act straight uh, so I can try to see Buck uh, push to winning a World Series and getting maybe a spot in Cooperstown. That would be tremendous. All right, Griffin. Uh, two gratuitous groupings ago. You came through big time. You yes, were a I did. Big yeah. winner. And then I went three for four in my last. Unfortunately, one. when you I go know, three yeah. for four, that means you lost. You don't get partial credit when it comes stupid to leads. parlay bet. Yeah, there's leads. stupid leads. They uh, they forgot how to freaking play soccer against Brentford. It yeah, was, it was it was disgusting to watch. Yeah, uh, especially and especially when my three other legs hit. So. And and Michael Scott wasn't giving them to the whole office that one time when the other branch closed down. Oh, they needed needed those leads. Needed good one, good. 
All right, uh, gratuitous grouping for this week. Where are we headed? Uh, we are first things first, uh, 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Ah. Make sure you are up bright and early. No chance I'll miss it. Aussie rules football semifinals. What? What? G-Long Cats minus 320. <laughs> Most sure bet ever. G-Long, oh, is it? Yes. Uh, G- G- <laughs> G-Long has not lost since the month of May. Um, and why aren't they bigger favorites? Be, I, I probably because it's playoffs, but I mean they should they could probably be minus with thousand favorites. Um, G Long loves playing Bris the Bri, oh the, the Brisbane Lions. Did I say I think I just called them the Lions? Brisbane Lions, who they're playing. Uh, they've only beaten G Long twice since 2013 in 13 to, matchups. I don't even know where to find this. It's on the left side. It, yeah, it, it says Aussie rules. It. And it's I alphabetical, see. so nice and easy to All find. Right. Uh, so if you're feeling fruity, you could probably take it's the G Long minus three thirty now. Perfect. Well, I mean, not. Well, it means it's moving towards, you know, it's a sure thing. They're not they're All not going right. to lose. Uh, right. If you're feeling fruity, you can take that minus uh, 21 and a F- half. Feeling fruity? Yeah. I mean, froggy? Both. No, I don't. I think they're very different this things. This is an Griffin. excellent parlay starter. I think we're we going to get off to a Stop. great start. Stop. Tomorrow let's morning, make, it should be Let's make be sure done, we say I think. it as froggy. The other thing could be considered derogatory towards oh, okay. someone. All right? So okay. let's call it froggy, which froggy. is what you're supposed to say, and not just immediately move on. It's okay. okay. When we make mistakes, we just acknowledge we made a mistake, and we don't we do not do it again. That's the way that that works. Okay. Next. Uh, so, yeah, 5.50 tomorrow morning. Don't want to miss the G-Long slaughtering of Brisbane. Okay. Next up, we are going to go to College Park. They're I got only minus 110 to win the flag, which I guess is what they call it in the Australian Football League. That's pretty I mean, That's pretty. If you think they're so unbeatable, me. then... Shouldn't you just take them? Well, at minus I, I, I want to get. I want to get this win. I want to get. get the it's a great start to this to this okay. four leg parlay that I'm building right here. All right. That is going to hit. Uh, so next, we're going to College Park, um, and it's Steckett was scaring me when he was talking about it so much. But uh, fortunately, uh, I I went with the over seventy three and a half. Uh, I wish we got it earlier in the week when yeah. it was sixty nine when yeah. it was at sixty nine. Uh, but I'm nice. still not worried. Yeah, because nice. uh, I don't think there's gonna be a lick of defense played in this. I like the over probably all the way up to like eighty, maybe even ninety. Yikes. But I, like it's probably gonna be like a 45, 48, some kind of score like I, that. I do believe you're right. I think there's gonna be a boatload yeah. of points scored. Um, so you should be able to relax. It could, you know, by halftime, it should be pretty much uh, you know in hand. So take that Maryland SMU over seventy three and a half, and okay. then right just in time after that game hits the over, go ahead and switch over to the main event of the UFC. Oh. Corey Sanhagen taking on Song Yedong, uh, which sure. should be a really, really fun fight. Um, but Corey Sanhagen, he's going to win this one. I'm going to go with uh, my favorite bet where you go over to the round props and you're going to take Corey Sanhagen to win in round four, five, or by decision at minus 115. Okay. Uh, Sanhagen's only losses are to champions of bantamweight of the bantamweight division, and the one his one of those losses was a split decision loss to TJ Dillashaw, but that I think he actually won. He did. So well in the fight that they gave him a title shot even after losing. Ah. To di- technically losing. It was a split decision. I think it should have. Um, but Song Yudong, he's got great potential. He's just nowhere near that championship level yet that Corey Sanhagen is currently at. He's only 24. Uh, he's going he's gonna to be back here. Uh, he has, he's 24 years old, and he has 26 pro fights already. Wow. He's, he went pro when he was 15 years old. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so he's, yeah, he's, uh, uh, he's, but he's never had to go five rounds, so this is going to be unfamiliar territory to, uh, for him when he gets into those deeper rounds. Uh, Sanhagen's been there many times against future Hall of Famers of the sport. So okay. All right. That's a, sure, that's a sure bet. Minus 115. I love that value there. And then finally, on Sunday, uh, you're not going to be watching NFL football because you're going to be watching the PLL uh, final. Ah. Water Dogs take on the Chaos, and this is an easy pick, and we're lucky to get it even money. We're taking the Water Dogs over the Chaos. Uh, Chaos have had a magical postseason, but they were never supposed to be here. They they snuck in to, into the playoffs at the very uh, at the you know and they 
and uh, they they somehow knocked off Logan Wisnoskis in, in the Chrome and stumbled their way into the final here, but that magic is going to wear off against the Dogs. Uh, they beat the Whipsnakes last weekend, who have been in every other PLL uh, final, so this is the first final without the Whipsnakes. Um, so there's no way you know the Dogs are not going to finish. Michael Sowers is on that team. His brother plays at Stevenson. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, plus water dogs. That's what I've got to offer. Yeah. Well, plus the water dogs. They got two Carroll Carroll County guys on the team. Oh. Uh, so I, I got dogs by a million. Who? who who's from Carroll County? Uh, Ryan Brown. Oh, and okay. He yeah. he went to uh, forget forget where he went to. He's from Sykesville though. And then uh, he went to, Ryan, he played, Ryan Brown played at Hopkins. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Played at Hopkins. And then uh, and then uh, John Jake Higgins. I think he went to Gerstel mm-hmm. in Carroll County. He's from Hampstead. Okay. So my Carroll County guys, they're going to knock off. Played at Maryland? I think he did, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Jake Higgins, right? Jake Higgins, yeah. Jake Higgins. So yeah, got the Water Dogs, minus 110 to win over the Connor Kelly's on that roster too. I didn't know that. Okay. There you go. So even more reason to bet on the Mm. dogs. I don't don't care. I'm sorry. I I wish, as a lacrosse guy, I wish I could get into the PLL. Yeah. There is no reason for me to invest in a single team. I don't understand why the NFL Sunday probably because I believe it's on ABC and that's what ABC said is like this is when we'll give you so the, if you, if you want to be on ABC this is when you have to be on yeah. ABC because well, so my I, my idea is that they should revamp the schedule so uh-huh. that like the final falls on Labor Day don't you think that would be yeah I mean it would be better like great I, I I agree it would be like better. similar to how the college championship is yeah, on Memorial, Memorial Day, Day. Yeah. yeah I mean it would definitely be better I don't know what it would require right. I think there was a bye week in there so you just have to give up a bye week and then cut the, the season by I mean look man I this is difficult for me to talk about because I will n- I just will never be able to get into a league when there's no regional reason for me to care like I this thing where you want to create like you want to make it like NASCAR you want to make it like you just root for players I Sports will never be that way for me. There will never be a day where well, that tennis. I mean, yes, because it's an individual sport. Like that's for a team sport. I I just I'll never. I don't. I like. I can like a player all I want. That's not going to make me a massive fan of the team. I loved Shaquille O'Neal before I had a basketball team. Before I ever moved to Phoenix, I loved Shaquille O'Neal. So I was inclined to root for the team that Shaquille O'Neal was playing for. But it wasn't intrinsic. It wasn't like. I've got to plan my week around making sure I can watch, watch the Magic or watch the Lakers or you know anything like that. It was it was just a well, hey, if a game's on and Shaq is playing for one of those teams and somebody's watching it, I'm gonna root for that because I like Shaq. I, team sports to me are regional. Team sports are I have to have a vested interest for some reason. I have to have a this is the the Maryland team, the Baltimore team, the whatever it's going to be, and this is never. If it works for kids, it works for kids. And and maybe in 30 years, they'll laugh at me and they'll say, dude, you're a dinosaur. We weren't going for you. We were going for kids. And we completely re- changed the way that people... I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they might, again, try to do propaganda to make it seem like that's the case. But I think eternally team sports are going to be regionalized. I think that going out and watching the PLL is amazing because you're watching the best athletes in the world and they're playing at very high levels, and I love that. But when they're not playing in Baltimore, yeah, I just I can't. It's just not for me. I, I you know if if you're into it, awesome. I'm not knocking what somebody else is into. I, I said this a million times. I ain't into My Little Pony, but when they were bringing twenty thousand people to Baltimore in the summer that were My Little Pony fans, I'm grateful for them. I you don't have to be into something in order to recognize its thing. I think the PLL has. 
performed at an admirable level. I don't think they've risen. I don't think they've raised the level of lacrosse just because they've got some partnership with Barstool Sports. I, I think that certainly helps in an age range that you know more people maybe are aware of the PLL because of it. I don't think that suddenly they've made you know pro lacrosse anything more than it was when the MLL existed. I, for me, the MLL was better because there was a regional team because I knew who to root for. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here. On well, the no, I'm glad I, uh, glad I, 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 didn't, I didn't mean to do that. Anyway, turn the conversation. Your bet, your bet so is plus, the water dogs. Yes, yeah. So G Long minus three thirty tomorrow, tomorrow morning against the Brisbane Lions. Uh, over seventy three and a half Maryland in the Maryland SMU game. Corey Sanhagen to win in round four or five or by decision minus one fifteen. And the Water Dogs over the chaos, chaos parlay. All those at plus seven eighty. Yep. If you were to put a twenty dollar bet in and it were to hit, it would pay out at one hundred and fifty six dollars and six cents. So we will see. Rich. We will see if Griffin's gratuitous grouping can hit once again. All right. And by the way, again, I still root for the success of pro lacrosse. I want to make it very. This is not me being anti. I I want it to do well because I love the sport. Go, go start your own league. Yeah. No. I love the sport. I love the athletes. I love all of it. I I want it to do well. All right. That'll be it for Weekend of Boogies. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I hate going on that rant. Um, thanks to Brad Cronthal. Thanks to Andrew Stecka for joining us. We'll be back on Tuesday for Simply the Bets. Get to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel this weekend. Enjoy all of the action, the Canelo Triple G fight. You can watch it for free. Don't have to pay a penny. There's no cover. Come in, and you can win money betting on the fight in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. This has been Weekend at Bookies. May the odds be ever in your favor.